Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in an unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented time where your individual liberties are being handed over in the name of a government safety net or for the common good. You're tired of being told what you're allowed to say, how to live your life, or how to raise your kids. And so are we. We are the Break the Bell Podcast, and we believe your voice is your most powerful weapon. Join us weekly as we invade your ear holes with all the insanity that's going on in the world and expose the corrupt system that is hell-bent on keeping the power from you. You can check out Break the Bell every Monday night, streaming live on YouTube, or listen wherever you can find podcasts. Check out Break the Bell, and most importantly, never stop talking. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. Dying. That's sad. And he's fully vexed. Of course. So So that means we get that means we get Jim here with us to talk about January sixth. Or January sixth. The favorite national holiday. Are they going to memorialize it? Because it, it needs to be made into a... No, they wouldn't do it right. They would try to turn it into some day of mourning or something dumb. I don't know, but I'm down for any other excuse to party, so I'll take it. Well, I will be live with Bill's a Joke and Fat Dave and our friend Justin O'Donnell. I will be drinking 12 shots, as I promised. <laughs> So tune in to Justin. Dude, you are show. too tiny for 12 shots. I brought Malibu rum, which is only 21% oh. alcohol, so that should be better. You'll be all right. Because I don't want to die on a work night. You don't consent to dying? I don't consent to dying. It's <laughs> a good bet. Yeah. That's my fun plan for the six. Are you guys going to do something that's going to be like special for it. I think this is it. Yeah. I didn't have anything planned. I was probably just going to watch a lot of cringe on TV, see Mm -hmm. how everybody else is talking about it, and uh, see how short people's memories are. You can make a, you know, drinking game out of it. Mm -hmm. Every time they say say insurrection, take a shot, and I would exceed your shot amount. Or you could make like a bingo card. Oh, oh, sorry, Mary. No, no worries. I was gonna say my favorite is how they keep, you know, repetition is annoying. So they go from insurrection to you know treason or whatever. Sedition is the the special one. So that should be worth like two shots because whenever anyone drops that, you know they're fucking serious. Yeah, and anytime they say attack on democracy, you got to finish your drink. That's the one I was gonna say. So so I had originally planned on doing this as just like a solo show and see if anybody wanted to jump in, maybe shoot the shit a little bit. Like that's kind of what I ended up doing with my, my Monday episode was it was gonna be a solo show and we wrapped up our the morning show that I do and uh, I just asked like the last guy who was lingering in the room before I closed it out, hey, you wanna jump in with, with me for this uh episode I'm gonna do? And he said, Yeah, so we did a we did a COVID episode and then uh Today, I was just going to do this as a solo show, so I've got a bunch of, like, uh, Washington Post. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm just going to run through these, like, real, real quick, because mm-hmm. it's it's all the, like, the most cringe, dumb shit that you would expect to find from, like, the Washington Post in coverage of January 6th. So, we've got uh, fear, anger, and trauma. How the January 6th attack on Congress, or attack changed Congress. <laughs> okay, motherfuckers. That's... That's beautiful. And then 
Oh. Yeah. I have a question. Oh. Okay. So I Wikipedia this before, like when I had like 10 minutes before, because I was like, I really, I thought it was funny the whole time. I didn't realize that people were taking it seriously because I was working and like, I would just every once in a while look and I'd be like, oh, the guy with the hat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Apparently like a couple, no, like four of the uh, Capitol Police guys committed suicide afterwards or something. What? Or no, like seven. Hold on. I, and I, there's not a lot of info, but I was like, that's really of, weird. I mean, first of all, how do we know it's related? Okay, well maybe. Okay, well maybe there was a note for one of them, but whatever. Never mind. Let's see. We may have already missed our. We may have already missed our last best chance to bolster American democracy. Bolster. Bolster. That's. Yeah. Uh, just like what was it? Uh, Forty-five, yeah. Yeah, I think they're a little late to the party. I think democracy's been dead for quite some time before last January. If American democracy is going to to survive, the media must make this crucial shift. And basically, it talks about how they the media is going to have to hold everybody responsible for their for the actions of January sixth. That's the media. Margaret uh, Sullivan. I wonder what her track record is. No. Hold them accountable for what? Who are we holding accountable? I know us. The people Themselves? who are there are already in like solitary confinement with no charges. But what else? Who else? Oh, democracy. Let's there hope not. I mean, if it doesn't, it would, it would be an epic change. Yeah. Will American democracy survive the next few years? Which this one also. Uh, Makes a call back to January 6th somewhere later on in the article. And how old are these? These are from this week? Uh, from the last... They're from this year. Okay. I think the I think the oldest one is from like mid-December. On the topic of the Washington Post, I will dig up something to show you. And uh, if you're hearing the audio version, you should tune in so you can see who got her face in the Washington Post. There we go. The best one of all. No, thank you. Oh, there's like everything in this one. Save our democracy, reckoning, January 6th, attack. Ooh, we left out attack before. Attack. By itself, we said attack on democracy, but violent mob whipped into a frenzy. I'm going to be off mic for a minute. I got to catch up. Uh, that was that was too much. Look at this. <laughs> We're all gonna die. What does it say? I can't see that. The look pandemic the... didn't have to be politicized. One party is to blame for it. Look at the person with the sign. Tyrant. Is that you? Oh, hey, that's me. <laughs> hey, what up? <laughs> what does it say? Tyrants have what? Addresses. <laughs> see, I. I I she laughs nervously. And who said there bad. wouldn't? Who said there wouldn't be Fed posting on this, Justin? <laughs> I feel a little bit you bad because I did subscribe to the Washington letters. Post today. Uh, you can send them letters expressing your unhappiness. I'm going to re-give some Christmas cards. I hear and them. that's all I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Aren't you supposed to be a Fed, Masha? I am FSB, not a Fed. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what a Fed would say. But yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is totally what a fan would say. Yeah, they're allowed but to lie to you. Yeah. yeah, I report to Dimitri. <laughs> Speaking of fans, how many fans was it that were actually involved in the January 6th? Uh, Probably a lot. Okay, so this Wikipedia article, because I get all my info from there, said a total of, hold on, like 797 people were involved, but aren't only like a few of them in custody? There so, were, what? I would assume Jim, how many, how many feds was it? Was it seven, seven federal officers and, that were actually like taken into custody at some point, and then they were like, "Hang on, now I'm I'm one of y'all. Don't you can't arrest me." Are you like, talking about I'm, DC oh, or Michigan? DC. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. We could talk oh, about Michigan. That one was even crazier. Michigan was the only one I remember them releasing the numbers on DC. I remember the last episode you and I did last June was when Tucker was covering the revolver article and in that they had mentioned that there I know were in that one they mentioned three like three of them who were being categorized as unnamed or unidentified sources because they were participants in in the january 6 riots but they were actually fed informants yeah unnamed were, suspects yeah unnamed suspects i think is the terminology they used um and then one thing that kind of just went away, similar to, oh, other other uh, events like uh, <clears throat> Vegas, was the guy that was on camera dropping off alleged uh, pipe bombs at the DNC and RNC that, the night before. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. Until I read the Wikipedia. I'm telling you, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just a little blurb. And then after they had all their footage of the people on the steps and, you know, Pelosi's desk getting uh, steamrolled, they had everything they needed to make you forget that there was pipe bombs. Dude, someone was vaping. There's nothing that's not funny about that. (laughs) That was their uh, that was their vape signals to the other feds to let them know. Come on. It's hilarious. I just remember. So I was like at work. And we get, we have this like internal messaging thing. And one of our um, older gentlemen attorneys, you know, was like, can we cancel our meeting today? What's going on in DC must be watched. And I was like, what's he talking about? I pulled up my phone on Twitter and all I see is what's his face, the QAnon shaman. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is super serious, dude. Uh. And then like, you know, a couple hours later, everyone was talking like it was fucking 9 11. Mm hmm. Yeah, I was I was at home all day, yeah. and um, and I had CNN on because I figured, well, this is going to be the funniest coverage. So let me just leave it on here and record it, watch it back if I'm ever feeling down. Um, and it was bizarre how they were talking about it in real time, like uh, as because I I was in college when nine eleven happened. I remember how they covered that, and it was I was like, oh, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Trying to get every angle. But um, so is this going to be this generation's nine eleven? Like, legitimately, like you remember where you were when it happened? Like, <clears throat> like talking about nine eleven? Like, I remember it very, very. Distinctly. I remember it vividly. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, so my mom was a preschool teacher over at the elementary school. I would walked across the parking lot to get some money from her, and when I came back and I walked back into the classroom, the TV was on, and the first tower was on fire or whatever. And I walked in the classroom and sat down next to my buddy. I was like. 
what the fuck are we watching here? And then the second plane hit, or then the you know the second plane hit the second tower. It's like, oh fuck, what are we watching here? And yeah. uh, were you in so Yardley? Like, like that'll always be like burned into my memory, just because it was like because I had you know if I had actually been in the classroom the whole time, I don't know if I, but because I walked in and saw it on the TV, not expecting the TV to be on, it was like really a a vivid thing. Were you in Pennsylvania? No, no, I'm I'm from Kentucky originally. If you can't tell by my accent, I don't. I can't place an accent. <laughs> I don't know. I was in Philly, so when it happened, like I don't know, it's Kentucky an hour behind or whatever. Yeah, it was like lunchtime, and a bunch of people's parents started picking them up, and I was like, "That's weird." And then some chick goes to me, um, "Oh, well, you know, I was like seventh grade, eighth grade." Some chick's like, "Oh, uh, a plane just hit the Pentagon." And I was like, it would be a national emergency. You're fucking lying. And they're like, it is a national emergency. <laughs> and then, like, my mom came to pick me up. And I was like, oh, shit. And I remember I, I was trying to watch Nickelodeon to, like, take my mind off it. And Nickelodeon was showing the footage. I <laughs> see the tough part about living in rural Kentucky was anytime something like that would happen, like, there would be other people who... Their like their parents would come pick them up from school because it was some national emergency or because they were scared or something. My dad was like, "We live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Nobody's bombing a cornfield. Like you're staying yeah. in school today." Oh yeah, everyone in Philly was trying to pretend that we were next because they're like, <laughs> "There's so much historical significance to this city," and I was like, "Yeah, they're really gonna fucking go after the Liberty Bell <laughs> when there's other good targets that. out there." Yeah. I was in Moscow, so um, I didn't quite understand the significance of 9-11 until I moved to America. Because, like, I, I, I don't want to sound cold or cruel, but you have to realize for context. You're Russian, you, we get it. No, but it's like, when you live in Russia, you get used to watching the news and seeing buildings blow up. Like, Russia has a lot of neighbors that it has treated badly and then hated its guts. Like... I watched the Moscow theater hostage crisis. I like there are explosions that happen because Russia shares a lot of neighbors that don't like it. And it has abused a lot of groups and you just kind of get desensitized. So I remember like my uncle was living in Pittsburgh. We heard about it. We were like, okay, well it didn't happen in Pittsburgh. My uncle is fine. And I heard about it in my elementary school, and I saw it happen later on the news in the evening because my parents just had me watch the news, which also makes you really desensitized to everything as a child when you watch the news and you constantly see stuff blow up. And then I moved to America, and, and I realized, wow, the country lost its innocence in a way because something like this has never happened here before. Like, there, like there isn't just an outside group bombing you, just isn't a concept and it always made me feel really sad because i like i i didn't realize when i was a kid and when i was 10 it hit me i'm like wow this is a really big deal here because things like this don't happen here there isn't a concept of an outside group blowing something up because they're upset with you so but i remember where i was that day only because you know i i, I think like I, in 2004, I moved here in 2001, it happened, and I remember, like, when our elementary school teacher announced it, some kid asked, oh, did America blow up? And, like, no, 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 America didn't blow up, it was just two buildings, you know, but I still have that memory, even though when it happened, it was nothing, 
But like when I was ten, I just I just looked back and like, oh yeah, when this happened, this kid asked that question. And yeah, sad. so so it it sucks because you've only known post nine yeah. eleven America. Like yeah, growing I up, mo- I moved here with Bush. You know. Oh, sorry about See, that. America used to be so tight. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, a child of the eighties uh, and nineties, fuck you, Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever the fuck, how dare you? No, oh, I sorry. figured that was ex- that was expressly for you. Yeah. Well, I'm just anyone else here an Eagles fan? No, all my shit's Georgia related, and uh, the Falcons blow. The Falcons had their own 9-11. It was called uh, Super Bowl 51. The goddamn Patriots uh, ruined my life. I'm sorry on game. behalf of the Patriots. I'm <laughs> such a great game. I got so drunk. Oh, Me too. First, yeah. celebratory drunk, and then anger drunk. And then um, a day off work the next day because of ang- happy and angry drunk don't mix. Um, and I haven't liked the Falcons since. I don't blame you. I burst into tears um, the minute the clock hit zero on our Super Bowl. I like, like I've never like. Usually, I le- you have to work up to crying. I actually just burst into tears. So I was so no, I was happy we won. We beat yeah, your oh, dumb oh, Patriots. Oh, oh, see, I'm so out of two <laughs> sports. So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry because I I didn't even know who the Eagles were playing. I'm sorry. So Nick, I, Foles, so Nick Foles and and Eli Manning, both of whom look like I don't want to get you. We're not on YouTube, right? Sure. No, go for it. You can both say whatever you want. Look mentally retarded. Are the only two people? Are the only two people to ever fuck with Tom Brady's perfect record? Are they, I find hilarious. Are he's he's physically flawless. Are the Eagles players? Nick Foles was yeah. the Eagles backup quarterback, and Eli Manning was the Giants quarterback for both of the times that okay. they beat. So for the Patriots Falcons game, I have a fun experience. Like the only reason that I remember it is because I went to New York City with my boyfriend at the time. And we were on the train, and so many New York people were so happy. Because the Falcons were beating the Patriots at the time. I was like, why are they so happy about a Georgia team? And my boyfriend at the time was like, oh, because they're beating the Patriots. But yeah. then but then the game changed as we got into Boston from New York on the train. And people in Boston were happy. I'm like, wait, what? what's going on? And then yeah, they we, realized that the Patriots won. We let America down. And um, saying, just, yeah. to, just to pile on Jim a little bit more. I actually fell asleep in that game, watching that game, because it was like, okay, the like the 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 what Falcons have got mean? this, and the Falcons have got this in the bag, so I don't even have to watch the rest of it. Like I fell asleep oh. on the couch, and then and then I woke up, and the Patriots were winning. It's like, what what I what fell happened asleep during the, the like I just took Patriots. a power nap. What? Like I said, post nine eleven America has sucked ass. <laughs> I that fucking hate it. I want to. I'm pretty certain there were feds on the Falcons staff. That's. <laughs> there's no way that. Uh, was mean, it 27 points? 28 to three. Yeah. 28 to three. This is ingrained in me. Um, I have sports memorabilia behind me. There's not a single Falcons uh, anything back there. Fuck them. We got dogs right here, and what's this? Yeah, this is uh, whoop, Braves, Hawks, Georgia Southern, where I went, and. The team that I've been rooting for since I was in diapers, that will likely break my heart next Monday. Um, but you know, such is so. sports. 
And I'm sure all the libertarians that are watching this are like, oh, God, sports ball. Sports ball. I cannot, dude. I cannot with that. went through the, uh, the Georgia choke job in the uh, SEC championship game and the likely repeat of that. I like to I'd like to think that we got it out of our system. We only have one good choke in us, and uh, we're all spent on that. And hopefully, we uh, fuck saving right into retirement. That's just me, though. You're you're not going to. No offense. God damn it. My my heart's been broken. Somebody who knows, I understand the pain. Georgia is like uh, I see like a brethren when I see Georgia. I'm like I know you. I've dealt with teams like you my whole life. You know, you only get that All one. Right, back to, oh, sorry. Back to nine eleven of <laughs> generation. Remember when uh, George Bush threw out the first pitch and he like nailed it. He threw yeah. a strike right down the fucking middle. It was beautiful. And then if you watch like a compilation of like the worst first pitches ever, you got Fifty Cent and then Fauci Bob and a bunch Bowie. of other people that just couldn't. Did you guys see the? You guys are they going to ever let Biden thing? throw a first pitch, or would that just like be too much physical exertion and he'd die on the field? That's one creative way to you know take him out of office. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures of Chris Christie at that celebrity game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my With the god, gun? he's got the a gun. He has yeah. the biggest gun you have ever seen. Gun. Go oh, gun. Yeah. Oh, gun. Yeah. Got G U N T. That's Fupa, no. Fupa, he, you know, whatever. There's multiple terms for it. It's He's actually uh, not a, not bad though at playing. He was not bad. Hey, Babe Ruth was good at for, you know for a time. I mean, yeah, you can be fat in baseball. Anyway, Sorry, I know sports ball, sports ball. Oh. It's okay. It's fine. Like I, I, I am oblivious to it, but I also feel like. You should be allowed to have fun and have hobbies and things you pay attention to other than like liberty slash anarchy Twitter, you know, like let people enjoy things. Yeah, See, that's been a fun thing about the last year is I've gotten back into sports a little bit. I've gotten a lot more back into comic books and video games and stuff and like doing that kind of stuff with my son. Like I, for for a lot of 2020, I got really locked into this shit and then yeah. for 2021 i kind of i kind of calmed down and took a step back and <clears throat> started it's, like started like enjoying yeah. started enjoying life and stuff and like i stayed really ingrained in all of this stuff and and traveled and got to meet people and do all kinds of fun stuff but i also took some like like i don't do any podcast work on saturday like saturday mm-hmm. no matter what saturday is going to be not working day and so I'll do stuff for my family or I'll just won't do anything at all. I just like zone out and, and enjoy it. And so that's like, that's been a nice uh, like change of pace for 2020 was, or 2021 was kind of taking a step back from some of the serious stuff all the time. No, I used to binge podcasts. I mean, I used to binge like a Liberty slash Anarchy podcast all the time. I'm not kidding you when I say all the time. And I had a I, and I had a desk job, which made it easy. But I think beginning like November, I began listening to a comedy podcast about relationships and dating. And I basically stopped all liberty slash anarchy podcasts because it was just such a fun 
escape into some like something that's light and relevant and funny and i'm like also thinking about how doomed we are and and that's why i'm behind that all podcast as much as i love all of you i've just enjoyed a comedy podcast where people write in with like relationship questions well, that's See, that's why I like Jim's show because while they do talk about some of the political stuff, they're yeah. also extremely funny and they just yeah. talk about like dumb random shit too and sports and a little bit of everything. Like it's oh, they, keep it, they it. keep it light and fun. So yeah. yeah, well, and that's what I was gonna say is 2020 when there's nothing else to do, everybody started a podcast, myself included, yeah. and it's with a couple buddies of mine, and it was just we got to talk about what's going on because nobody's being honest and. Not that I knew any, you know, the real shit or anything, mm-hmm. but it was just like, I just know that what everybody else, uh, like mo- none of my friends listen to podcasts. They all think I'm fucking insane because yeah. they're just like, dude, you're way into this. Like, go outside, breathe some air. And I'm like, but you don't know. You don't know, man. Um, not even like normie podcasts? Uh, not really. Most of my friends are just dudes that I went to college with that now have kids and have way, you know, more important shit to do. But I was just like, I got to do this because a I'm bored as fuck, and I'm glued to the news and podcasts and all this other shit. Was I was watching Medicare streams back in January of la- or 2020, and he was just terrifying the fuck out of me. Mister Medicare. Oh yeah. Oh wow! I haven't and, heard that name in a long time. And so I was just like, there's a lot of shit that's going on that's covered in podcasts that most of my normie friends don't know about, and if I have one, they might listen to it, and it might mm-hmm. make them uh, a little more aware. And for like a year, it was fine. But eventually, I was tapped out. Just like you were saying, Masha. I was just like, I can't fucking take this shit anymore. Um, like, we're fucked. I get it. We're fucked. I know how fucked we are. Like, I don't need to listen to three more hours of how fucked we are, you know? Yeah. There's an expiration date on your doom pill prescription. Yeah. Throw that shit out. Stop fucking taking them. Like, for crying out loud. Like, so we just made a, a concerted effort on my dumb little show, Ignore the Rant, that let's stop talking about this like in a way that we're correcting the record or making a fucking difference. Like let's there's ridiculous shit that happens to everybody in their everyday life. That if you have a sense of humor, the challenge is make your normal life funny for somebody else that might want to listen and said, and so instead of doing one like weekly, it's like, we'll just do one whenever the fuck we feel like it. Like, did somebody go out and have a really retarded fucking weekend where they got hit on by a 70 year old playboy bunny? There you go. There's an Did episode. That happen? Yes. That sounds okay. like a fun episode. I want to get that one. <laughs> At a Christmas party, nonetheless. Did she still look good? Not bad. You know, if I was to put all 70 plus year olds on a scale, she was probably on the hotter end. But. Dude. It was like at a Classic formal dinner. Amazing these days. <laughs> I was uh I guess I know I still got it. <laughs> Wait, it was you who it happened to? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. All right. Well I mean the, the only question is, would you? Uh well, how many no, the answer's no. No. There was uh I had to let her down, I had to break an old woman's heart. But uh yeah, I guess I'm batting well. Not out of even my like leagues. for the story though. I thought the story was good enough if I stopped there. And, you know, if you want to use your imagination, I leave it open to the listener to take it wherever the fuck they want it. I can only take you so far. I feel like I would say no around like 60, 65. That would be my, like, that would be like, you're too close to what, like, like, so like my dad died at 68. I, I feel like 
you're too like at 65 would be too close to my dad's dying age you know yeah well like so i was trying to yeah. do the conversion i was like well how many shots does a 70 plus year old take to equivalent uh, to be the equivalent of 12 my age yeah. and can she consent i was ahead of oh, my time oh i thought I you meant 12 time. years old i was like no, no, no. She was shit faced, and uh, I wasn't on her level. Thank God. Otherwise, they would have been destroyed furniture everywhere. <laughs> I kind of wish you had done it. <laughs> I kind of wish you had. I would have liked to hear about it. Well, we'll see. Because we'll like see. you gotta wonder, like, how does it work? Done. You get like, them digits? No, no, no. Apparently, she's politically connected here in Georgia, and oh. uh, she was whisked away by her her party that was not part of our party. And they were like, "Oh God, she's on! She's doing the thing again. Uh, we need to get her out of here." <laughs> and I was like, "This woman, this woman's got miles." Helen, and <laughs> Helen, Barb, God damn it! You you know she like knew half too then. Yeah, no, she straight up said she was like a personal assistant for half and did whatever he asked and like made a point of whatever. And I was like, oh, you got you got like off road miles on you. Jesus. Lord, have mercy. She was just trying to let you know that she was down. You know, (laughs) yeah, no, I was appreciative. I I was flattered. Giving you her stats. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't know if I can stand up to half. Um, Anyway. Yeah. So it's always nice. I'm like. It's it's always nice to know that you're wanted. It's just like you wish you could like put a sign up, like a neon sign on your forehead saying like, "I really appreciate this. I'm not interested, but I would like to tell you ten ten more times how I appreciate the compliment. And next time you think about doing this to somebody, you should totally do it because they might be for it and they will really appreciate that too. You know, like I, I am like the worst at like saying no to people because I so badly want to be like, I really appreciated the compliment and I'm so glad you asked me, but no, you know, like, I feel like I would have done it. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was a dynamic I wasn't familiar with yeah. and I was at a table full of other guests and she was talking to me over the table, like, Hey, pointing over people. And I was like, Oh, yeah, mm, I don't know about this one. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? The question but, see if it, it's like the I don't want to be too graphic, but like a 70-year-old man for it. This, this is a free for all. Yeah, like a 70-year-old <laughs> man is one thing. And I I've been with women and men. I'm just wondering what the a 70-year-old dad would look like. Yeah, I was asking the same thing cuz I feel like but like, like I feel like I could probably handle a 70-year-old dick. Yeah. 70-year-old dad could get crusty. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think don't know. I think it looks like um, an old catcher's myth that uh, yeah. got left just, out too long. And like, got what if we listen back to this podcast wrinkled. when we're seventy-eight years old and we listen to? Oh my it god! And, and I'm like, fuck you! <laughs> I look good. Like, da, da, da. well, and so that brings me back to my point <laughs> of yeah. why just covering the news every week and staying doom pilled, you miss out on opportunities to go out yeah. and engage with seventy-year-old. Uh, former playmates yeah so put your podcast yeah, down go out and see see who the fuck is out there there's a lot of weird shit yeah uh, i met um liberty thought sarah over this weekend oh, nice. she and I were ta- yeah she's awesome she and i were talking oh. about like oh, that's my dog um she and i were talking about how like at some point oh. bugs at some point it's oh. like i don't need to continue to listen oh. to people who have the same opinions as me oh. 
talk about the exact same oh. shit that I would say. Bug, shut the fuck up. Talk about the He's same stuff that I would say. Opinion. He's got, there's these three dogs across the front way that are like wiener dogs and they bark all day. Just like, stop. I, I just don't need to, I just don't need my opinions repeated back to me all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? So like at some point, I actually listen to a lot of like socialist podcasts and like, you know, weird like basic bitch liberal podcasts and all this kind of stuff just because I'm so like, I already, I, bugs, oh my God, I already know what I think. And we pretty much all end up having the same opinions except for on some like really niche issues. That See, let's, well, I've tried to do some stuff like, uh, so I did a, I did a brief uh, look at the Communist Manifesto. I've done some stuff on like ag policy because I, um, I grew up on a farm and I, uh, my career started out in the ag business. And so like I have, I have experience in that. And I know like, that's not something that a lot of people necessarily know a lot about. So I've, I've yeah. talked about ag policy and like, I try to do different stuff that like, I try not to talk about COVID uh, any more than is absolutely necessary. Like whenever something big comes up, because if, if I turn on an episode and within the first five minutes they're talking about COVID. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go listen to music. Like I, I'm, I am aware. I am aware of how bad it's getting. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've well, had enough of the COVID. Like I, I did the, you know, I, I listened to all the Rogan podcasts and that's excellent information from like the legit experts. And I, I don't need to hear every other podcast that I turn on talk about COVID. Like I talked about it on yesterday's episode, but like I tried to approach it from a, like a quirky different angle not the not the usual you know like just the standard shit that everybody talks about yeah it's um you know like cnn released an article i think this week saying like hey if you're fat covid's really bad for you like probably way worse than if you're skinny and it's like cool cool story bro known this since you know january uh, exactly two years ago um rogan with dr malone on I loved everything he said, but it wasn't anything that I was like, no, get the fuck out of here. It's like, yeah, if you were already skeptical and paying attention, nothing is being said at this point that's new. Um, it we're, we're stuck in a lull. Like everything has been so well worn that it's like, yes, whatever you already thought before. If you're already into seeking out in a, uh, like a different opinion or following shit posters or whatever, n- you're nothing is shocking anymore. So yeah. it's like, all right, well, what did I do before all this? And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I used to listen to like, your mom's house podcast. Yeah, and, that's a great one. And I love that. Bill Burr's Monday morning, whatever the fuck podcast. Oh. And, you know, I would watch comedy specials. That's how I knew when Jose said what he said on Reed's yeah. podcast. I was like, I recognize that verbatim because I still remember having a sense of humor. Everybody's everybody else has been in this pocket for too long that they don't know how to have fun without it being political and i'm like god damn that's sad like yeah one thing real quick one thing um that my time just being in the liberty liberty sphere that has just been real bothersome is like the lack of being able to relate to normies like you demonize normies which is fine i get it they're fun to make fun of but if you don't spend any time with them how the fuck do you expect them to ever change or so change a little bit more because i was a normie at one point um and then eventually i i changed because i was exposed to different ways of thinking so it's like go out and engage with normies or can i raise you a counterpoint sure 
I raise you a counterpoint. Engage with Republicans. Well, those are the normies that I hang out with. So, like, <laughs> I, it's made a lifetime of a, sorry, it, it was a life-changing thing for me. I began a meetup in July of 2020, and it was a libertarian meetup. Um, just because I wanted to have a social life other than my ANCAP boyfriend. And through our libertarian meetup, we met a conservatarian meetup. And, uh, you know, conservatarian meetup was like on one end of the spectrum, me and my boyfriend being ANCAPs, you know, the other end of the spectrum, some like pretty hardcore Trump people. But the Republicans that we got to know were breaking the law. They were throwing house parties. They haven't heard of COPPA or the NAP or any of the shit, but they were willing to break the law and have soup together, right? Because in Boston, it was illegal to have more than 11 people over and they were throwing house parties. And that to me was life-changing because it was like, yeah, we have a community to eat soup with and bake cookies for and do Christmas with and do Halloween with and, you know, to just have a community of people. And... And so I would feel like on one hand they're normies because they're not like terminally on Twitter like us, but on the other hand they're not because they were willing to break the law, mm-hmm. right? So the ANCAPs will tweet about it. The Republicans will do it. And that, that to me was amazing. Yeah. No, I'm glad that you brought that up because I definitely don't mean like go hang out with some yeah. leftists because uh, yeah. fuck them always. I know this is so weird yeah. and I hate leftists more than most people i've never really had a time where i was a lefty like but i will say i don't know why i'm defending them right now but i i have the urge um there are some you just have to know how to strategically speak to them that's part of the one of the reasons i don't refer to myself as an ancap anymore because the word capitalism triggers people so fucking hard that they cannot they just go like you know, their eyes glaze over and they're like, you know, re. But if you actually just talk about the concepts with them, a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, like we recognize the same problems, you know, like, but we just obviously disagree on the solutions. So I remember I was talking to one chick, super basic bitch, progressive. And um, I said something about taxes to the effect of like, you know, wouldn't it be, uh, wouldn't it be great if, you know, we could pick and choose where our taxes went to, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for me, I would love my taxes to go to rape kit testing. So there's no more black backlog, for example. And she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, selecting where your taxes go, that sounds really progressive. And I'm like, you know, it's funny that you think that that's progressive because most people would think that I am, you know, an alt-right Nazi. But if you actually just should, like, you know, if you don't start, putting labels on things because then again, you know, their brain short circuits. If you just talk to them about concepts, they're capable of getting it. It's just that, you know, they're, you have to be, cause they're so like, they're, they're in a cult is really what it is. I mean, especially where I am in the Bay area, they're all in a fucking cult. It's bizarre. But if you pick and choose the words you use, you can get through to them a little bit without, um, you know, fully fucking yourself but republicans i i do just generally hang out with them more because i hang out with a lot of like gym bros and stuff and they're mm-hmm. all one of them's full-on QAnon, and he's hilarious mm-hmm. but like they are i will totally agree they're like down they've been breaking the law this whole time and it's been fantastic 
Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a buddy that he's a he's a big Bernie bro, uh, like Democratic Socialist type, and we effectively agree on absolutely nothing until I get on like a fuck the police rant, and then he's like, "Dude, what? Do we actually agree on something?" I'm like we probably <laughs> agree on a lot more than you think we do, but that's one of the easiest way to get a leftist is to start talking about. Like you want to run off and be a, a crazy socialist way too often. Like if you just dial your socialism back a little bit, I bet we could get along pretty mm-hmm. great. I mean, like we we play basketball really well together because like I play I play in the post and like to do a lot of screen rolls, and he's a guard and shoots a lot, and like we we work really well together. So you know we can obviously put our political differences aside and be a good basketball team. So yeah, I mean I, I think go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's good. No, you, you, you should go first, please. Okay. Um, I think one way to actually get change is to get more people who are already politically involved, less politically involved. Get them bored of politics. Get them not to go vote. Get them to say, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Just stay at home so that the people that actually have been paying attention can have more of a sway in it. And a part of that is like, I've been watching a lot of Jim Brewer lately. His progression recently over the last year and a half, two years has been pretty interesting to see based Jim Brewer. Um, I did a podcast with him back in October. I think it was uh, after he released his video, um, his live stream where he was talking about, he was canceling shows where they were uh, demanding the jab. And his big thing is like, just stop stop being involved in politics like everybody knows what they already know like if you watch fox news you're not gonna you're not gonna learn anything that you're just gonna hear back to you what you already learned throughout the day like stop stop going because that ends up just getting people just going after each other and uh he's like learn how to enjoy life like you can still disagree with shit and you can still go out there and spread your message but if you if you're too close to it, you're going to take it too personally and you're going to make it much more difficult on yourself to even come across as a rational person to anybody that might potentially change their mind. So his thing is kind of like, you know, disconnect, go outside, go camping, go hiking, watch a comedy, go on a date, you know, tell your wife they, that you love them and, and do something special. Turn the TV off and like get grounded because uh, you're not going to change who the fuck you are by just doing that every once in a while. But if you stay in it for too long, you will become an insufferable cunt is basically <laughs> his point. Yeah. So one way to get these people to is you have to get them to realize how funny everything is. Like I've ta- I, like one of my favorite things to say to friends and to see how they'll react is that Alex Jones is the greatest entertainer of our time. And they'll be like, what are you saying? And then you just have to like, you know, show them a few clips and all of a sudden they're laughing or show them some funny Trump tweets and all of a sudden they're laughing. And then once they see how actually, once they can acknowledge how actually funny it is, it's not that hard to get them to realize how absurd it all is at the same time. And it, I it never does- understood why the left got so pissed off at literally every Trump tweet. Like, it is comedy gold. Yeah, it it's is. the funniest. He, I miss back, him so much. Stop being so fucking serious for just a second and enjoy the moment. Like you will never see a, you've never seen a president like this before, and you will likely never see one like this again. Like and just it's not just he's funny for the pre- he's funny. Period. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, oh, hey, Jeb, I see you showed up with energy. Good stuff. Good, nice to show up. It's like, it's great. It's fucking perfect. There's a Twitter account that's just called Old Trump Tweet. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole like website that has documented them too. It's fucking wonderful. Like, if people spent more time laughing at him instead of either thinking he's the Messiah or Satan, you don't get a January 6th at all. There's not enough feds on the payroll to create a January 6th. Yeah. in my opinion. But I think it's because people just got too close to shit and took it too personal because they they looked around and was like, you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. You agree with this? Yeah. And then all it takes is one Fed to come in and be like, hey, guys, got this idea. Think you guys might enjoy it. It's going to ruin your life, but don't worry. You'll find out soon enough. Let's people go to are really into team sports of politics. And then there's something called like the camaraderie of the accused. And it can like, you know, it can be applied to other things. It basically like... Uh, like, oh, you think the election was, you know, stolen, or like you think it's fucked up the way they're treating Trump? So do I. And then all of a sudden, you get this like persecution complex, and then you guys start to feed off each other. And then a Fed comes in and says, you know, hey, have you ever thought about this, that, the other thing? And you're down to go when you wouldn't have been before because a lot of people get really energized off that victim narrative. I don't know what it is, but people love that shit. Everybody from every side loves that shit. Yeah. And, like, I love listening to Accelerationists. Like, I love listening to Aaron from Timeline Earth. Yeah. I think that what his goals are are hilarious. I think in reality, they would be terrifying as all fuck. But uh, I get a kick out of hearing it because I think all of this is funny. I, I yeah, since it, Like, eventually, it gets so ridiculous that you get to the clown pill part where it's just like, this is wild like, times you're like just let it happen you know yeah it's like hey whatever the fuck happens i'm going to laugh at it because none of it is deserving of anything other than that it's it's only deserving of mockery and laughing at the in the face of the people who make it their life to tell you that you should take it seriously no this I whole will, thing is a joke i'll sit in here in the morning healthy. and I'll sit in here in the mornings and scroll through like the headlines and, and the morning news stuff. And I'll just be laughing out loud, like just dying. <laughs> and my, my wife's in the kitchen like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, come look at this headline. And she'll come in and she'll look at it. And she'll go, oh, my God, that's awful. I'm like, yeah, awfully fucking hilarious. Like, this, <laughs> this, is, this is the world we live in. Like, this shit is crazy. It's amazing. Uh, I, can't, yeah. I can't help but laugh at it. Like, it's we have reached the point that there is nothing too outrageous. Like there's nothing too outlandish. Everything is within the realm of possibility and believability. And you just have to sit back and go, holy shit. Like this, we, we are living in the best time. It, like it is also simultaneously the worst time, but you know, it's, you know, it's something that you have to just enjoy the moment because there will never be a moment like this ever again. Yeah. Although, yeah. I mean, knock on wood, it might get worse. I just miss <laughs> Trump. I think he's so yeah. fucking funny. Well, speaking of missing Trump, where were you on January 6th, 2021? The day of democracy. I wish it died. (laughs) No, I was was also working from home, too. And I remember my favorite tweet of the day, though. It was called The Boomers Did It. It was like, The Boomers Did It. And then everything went downhill from there. Jim, were you in the uh, were you in the peddling fiction group like we 
So at that time, the Peddling Fiction private group, we would do regular like video calls and chats and stuff. And I had pulled it up as soon as I got home from work because the main part of the insurrection had ended, but it was on the tail end of it when there was actual like violence going on. And so I had the stream, I had a YouTube stream pulled up that was like, uh, it was like a four different camera or four different angles going at the same time, like different streams being streamed to this one channel all at the same time. And so I had that pulled up and a few of us were like, coming in and talking about what was going on and, and popping back out. I, I don't remember if you were in on that or not, Jim. I know me no. and uh, Josh and a handful and my buddy Phil and a handful of others, like we were, we were kind of popping, like I just left it pulled up and let the video play. And then we would all kind of pop in and out and talk about it as it was going on. And like there was that, that like at that point in the day, it had actually hit a point of legit, violence but it was never like it wasn't what it ended up getting painted as like there it was the like in the tunnels underneath the capitol where there was that big group that was like surging to try to get back in the capitol and there were capitol police that had the riot shields set up and were keeping them out and like they would run up and they would push on them and then the 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 capitol police would push them back and then they would all sit there and yell at them, we just want in, we just want in. Like, you don't have to keep us out. You can just let us go in. And at one point, a a guy got pinned. Like, one of the Capitol Police got pinned. And you could tell that he was hurt. Like, he, he, had, gotten, he had gotten trapped. Like, there was a, uh, I guess it was a, some sort of a gate or might have been a metal detector. But, like, he had gotten pinned. And you could tell he was hurt. And everybody pulled back, like like everybody on the you know the the insurrectionist side. They pulled back, and they got this guy untrapped, and they helped get him onto the other side of the line. And they're sitting there checking and making sure that they've gotten this guy taken care of, that he's not hurt, that he's like not in danger. And then once everybody knew that that guy was okay. Then they started pushing again, but like, okay, so, so this wasn't this, like just watching, like watching that in real time, this isn't this violent insurrection that they're making it out to be like, they, they legitimately took time to help this guy and make sure that he was safe and taken care of before they started pushing again. And nobody, like nobody was hurting each other. They were, they they were playing insurrectionist Red Rover. It was adorable. It was an unguided tour. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a game of uh, tug of war, basically. Like it was adult tug of war. Aside that from that chick Ashley Babbitt, who literally trends on Twitter every other week because the blue anon type people just like love to talk about her. Everybody else, I just found out again from the Wikipedia that uh, one of the deaths was a drug overdose, and the other three were like heart attacks. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. First yeah, of all, I wonder what he capital, OD'd on. A lot of Capitol Police just ended up having random heart attacks a couple weeks after the uh, the insurrection. Oh, kinda... that's weird. They must have gotten the vaccine early. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, everybody said that What's-His-Face was uh, beaten to death with a fire hydrant or something. Or wow. fire extinguisher. The, never the Capitol... Yeah. And I... Dude, I thought that happened for like two months because I was just like... I, I could not... I, again, 
I could not even handle it. I was just like, this is so boring. So you brought and a bad then, habit. Like that's really, so I, I had the, I had the streams pulled up when that happened. And I, like, I, I saw that. So that one gotten taken down really quickly thereafter. But you, like, if you were watching it as it happened, you actually got like, you actually saw her get shot in the head mm-hmm. and you saw the, the aftermath of that. Like, shot in the she neck. Was, yeah. She wasn't was doing anything. She wasn't trying to get in the door. She just happened to be standing there and they shot through a window of that door. Like she was, she wasn't doing anything. She was just standing there. Well, I'll say this. They busted out the window. She was climbing up and part of her was coming through. I'm not saying that's worthy of getting shot at the same time. I see it a lot of different ways. You know, did she deserve to die? No. But if you go into the Capitol and start like trying to gain access to points where there's guys with guns pointing at you, am I going to be shocked if somebody gets shot? No. It's a battle of the retards. Um, I think we can all agree these were not the brightest bulbs. No. No, but also at the same point, um, you can't tell me that what happened on January 6th was that bad when I just spent 120 days the prior summer watching the shit that was going on. And all of a sudden, this is going to be the highlighted moment of yeah. of terrible violence. Like, get the fuck out of here. Are you referring to the summer of love? Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of fucking going on. I know that much. Um, this is mostly peaceful. The summer <laughs> yeah. of unheard voices or whatever right. it's called. Yeah. Or like rise from the voices of the unheard or something. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, the, the summer of non-consent. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I didn't consent to being stuck in my home, nor did I consent to watching my country burn down. But consent only matters in a few areas. But um, see, last year we got George Floyd summer, and then this year we had uh, white boy summer or hot. What was it? Yeah, white boy summer. It was supposed to be. I mean, and it was, but like it really wasn't as white boy summer as it should have been. It peaked with the island boys, and that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, Yeah, white boy summer was a bit of a bit of a flop. Hopefully, twenty twenty two will. We'll try again. Real I've, still got my, I've still got my plaid shorts. I'm ready to go. Isn't that, wasn't that one of the requirements? Something like that. Caliban whatever. is the only one who had White Boy Summer. Yeah, whatever. The Caliban whatever. had White Boy Summer. Yeah, they did. They yeah. fucking rocked it. And, uh, Dude. Oh, the songs for the dancing. That was so much fun they were on Twitter. Amazing. That was so yeah. fucking funny. Yeah. That was so great. last year wasn't a total loss. I mean. <laughs> yeah, last year was fine. What kind of a clown world is it that we're living in where the, the Taliban is not a terrorist organization anymore? Like they're the they're the fun YouTube videoers. But they yeah. are. That's like right and that's part of what makes it sort of absurd. And like what here we quote about absurdism is you must imagine Sisyphus happy. Right? Just think about this. Like you must imagine Sisyphus happy as he rolls up the rock on a hill just to let it slide again and roll it up again you must imagine Sisyphus happy like just like accepting of this is what it is it is as ridiculous and pointless as it is and it is so ri- ridiculous and pointless that I will just be happy with it right oh, yeah. so I had a I had a moment at work a couple years ago where everything went wrong every day for like a week straight mm-hmm. and and I I went to my boss and I said, you know, I understand why Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Because sometimes you hit the point where if shit is just that bad, you just want to do something that you enjoy while you watch the whole yeah. thing burn down around you. 
And, and and then my boss was like, "I'm coming out to help you." Like, obviously, you're having a bad week. I'm like, yes, thank you. that would be great. But, but like that was like, but like I got it. It it, it hit me. Like you know, Nero wasn't some you know delinquent that was just letting his city burn. He was just making the best of the bad situation. Yeah. Oh, I so I, I, I actually I wanted to say this before uh, when we when we talked about like in, you know. In, normies and um, republicans i work for a small right-wing business now which by the way it's such a godsend it is so nice i love the people with the thin blue line stuff and the punisher stuff and all of the cringe republican stuff you could think of i love these people mm -hmm. one because they pay me two because it's a wonderful environment working i yep. love the culture i will hang on to dear life i will not preach to them about anarchy i will not preach to them about all cops are bastards my job contracts actually says i can't wear anti-cop things so i so what I you're will, saying is you join the GOP Mises Caucus. I, I hear you. I, I, I found a job that's a great fit for me because I could say I'm a right winger. Like you're one of us. Great. Come in. Right. But at my job, because I, I work with dogs. So I do feel like I do feel like I'm like Sisyphus for the rock up a hill because with dogs, it's like no matter how much you clean, no matter how much you try to break up fights, no matter like how much you try to keep things in order, things will be falling out of order. And all you can do is to just like make sure that things don't get too bad, right? Yeah, and then you clean up the poop in the kennels as you go. And then you try to break up fights as they happen, and the next second is a different day. You know, sounds like a dream job if you ask me. I, I mean, I, 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 so I, I, I really like it. I love dogs too, but I think it's an entirely different thing to be like, oh, I want to play with dogs. To like, I need to break up dog fights, and I need to clean a lot of things that make me mm -hmm. puke. And I need to drive them, and I need to wrangle them from point A to point B to point C. You know, like. So I feel like it's not so much of a, oh, I have fun with dogs job. It's like I make sure they don't get hurt and then they stay clean job. And then I don't like crash into other cars and go drive. Right? <laughs> job. Yeah. Didn't you say you drive a van? Yeah, when... so I went from not driving at all. So the last time I drove before this job was 2015. And then oh, pre-Trump. Pre yeah, so I, like I just because I grew up in the Bay Area, I've never had my own car. I drove in the oh, Bay Area. Oh, you're in the city. Yeah, and then like I moved to Boston, and every time I've rented a car in Boston, husband with a boyfriend, has, which is always been like, oh, I'll drive. You don't know how to drive. And then I went from not driving at all to driving a giant van full of dogs in a city, you know. So, but <laughs> now I know how to drive again. <laughs> Which is where your politics help you, I, I think. When I'm you telling show you, up. like, no. I did not, like, you know, fuck Fauci, but, like, I did not think that he should literally be burned alive until I heard about what he did to dogs. Yeah. And I know that makes me a joke, and I don't care. Yes, yeah, I'm fine. sorry. You don't fucking yeah. do that. It's a precious little dog. It's so fucked up. Yeah. So I, I really... Will... Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go oh, no, it. I was going to say, I really enjoy my job, too. It's been... So I have a... Uh... A libertarian bumper sticker on my truck mm -hmm. and one of the guys one day he pulled up and he said uh 
He said, I see your libertarian sticker. He said, I'm assuming that means you got guns in there. It's like always at least one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and then uh, another guy, he said, oh, you're a li- are you a libertarian? He said, do you listen to like part of the problem and Lions of Liberty? I was like, uh, I was like <laughs> not I only do I listen. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I was nice. like, I do all the video editing and stuff for Lions of Liberty. I was like, you know, when every once in a while you'll hear him say something about Justin. I'm like, yeah, I'm that Justin. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, no like for real. And it's like, it's like this, like, it's kind of made it feel like a really small world, which like I work in Kentucky and Kentucky has a, mm-hmm. a pretty good libertarian party and, and a pretty strong libertarian presence with, especially with Rand and with Massey and, and everything. Uh, so it's really like, it's really fun and getting to talk to the guys that I work with like on a nightly basis, cause they're always listening to, to Shapiro and to Rogan mm-hmm. and to all of this stuff. And like, they're really, they're really deep into everything. And so like they are, they talk about like all the COVID conspiracies and all the January 6th conspiracies and like everything. Like they talk about that stuff every night. And of course they always like come by the desk and they're like, so what do you think about this? Like you got the inside track. What do you think about this? (laughs) Like it's just so much fun. Like I, I I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And it it was like, I think you're like a degenerate because you're a libertarian. Oh no, they love me. They like oh, I'm their okay. degenerate boss. They're all the, they're all degenerates with me. Nice. So my first day of work, I showed up in my gas and flag don't tread on me shirt, and my manager sees me and he pulls his shirt up and on his chest he has a tattoo of the don't tread on me flag. He's like, look at this. It it made me smile. Hell yeah! So like I've only worked in blue collar jobs um even to this day yeah i i do more of the white collar aspect of the blue collar uh, industry that i'm in and it, like i've i've done manual labor for so long until just a few years ago where luckily they were like eh, we think that you'd be more efficient if you were like at a desk and i was mm-hmm. like oh thank you thank you so much <laughs> but you know i live in georgia um you know outside of atlanta so there's a huge, huge gap between my neighbors 10 minutes to the east of me versus the neighbors I have 10 minutes to the west of me, you know, where they're like Stacey Abrams signs and Black Lives Matter signs in the yard. And then to the east of me, it's like Brian Kemp is my homeboy and uh, rebel flags and, you know, like yeah. Trump, QAnon, all that shit. So I'm like right in the middle. I'm just like, this is fucking bizarre. And so because we pull from the neighboring areas at work, no one talks about any of that. Well, that's beautiful in its own way. Yeah. It's like, it's so like I got COVID in November and we don't have a company policy to be vaxxed because the boss just doesn't feel like it's his role to tell people what to do. And in my role, I kind of work independently. I'm like almost Mm -hmm. like an independent contractor. So even if there was a company mandate, I likely wouldn't even have to um, abide by it because I never come in contact with the majority of my own coworkers. Mm-hmm. But when I got COVID, it was the first time that anything ever got political as far as like a work setting conversation. Before then, they never asked if I was vaccinated. Um, I assume most of our staff is because they have to work in downtown Atlanta where everybody has to be vaxxed to enter a building. And so a lot of the guys were like, hey, well, are you vaxxed? And I was like, no. Like, ugh, no. And then they're like, well, don't you think you're going to get vaxxed now because you got COVID? And I was like, 
no. Now that I know what it's all about, like I've I've had COVID. I recovered, got the monoclonal antibodies. They won't even let me get a shot if I wanted one for like 90 days. Yeah. And so I'm like, I think I'm good. I don't I don't want to go down that road. And they're like, Oh, okay, well, cool. Glad you're glad you're okay. By the way, we got a meeting next Wednesday. We'll see you. And I'm yep. like, All right, good. Nice. That's as that's as bad as it got for me. But I know like it's different in different places around the country, like Masha, like up in Massachusetts, I know it's not anything like Georgia, you know, because like Florida and Texas gets all the love. And I know Georgia kind of went blue or whatever. Um, but all the business owners, they're not playing that shit here. Like they it's it's been normal the majority of the time. And and I would say this like on a positive note, right? I think that if I wanted to go to more yucky places, I would have to wear a mask, but I live my life maskless. Like, I deal with a lot of Karens. I mm -hmm. deal with some train operators, like, stop the train and tell me to put on a mask or leave. But I live my life maskless. It's, um, and, you know, we do have an indoor mask mandate policy. It really gets enforced. And then when it does get enforced, you walk in the building, they say, mask, please. You just walk out of the building and you go to the next liquor store or you go to the next bar or, you know, like. I've only had one store that yeah. I walked into that they told me to put on a mask. Yeah. And I said, I don't do that. And they said, no, it's required in here. And I said, then I don't need to shop here. And I turned yeah. and walked back out. Like there was, like, yeah, like, there was literally that's what nothing I do. that I needed there. So. I am so right. cucked. I'm yeah. so cocked living in the Bay Area. I yeah. don't even. And right. So I, I feel like it, even though the mandate is in place, it's a different question, which is why I don't feel that bad about the vaccine mandate coming on the 15th is because if they're going to enforce the vaccine mandate, like they do the vaccine, I mean, if they're going to enforce the vaccine mandate, like they enforce the mask mandate, I don't care. I'll just go to the same places that I normally do and they're not going to give a fuck. I'll um, tell you in California, yeah. all you have to do is basically like pretend you're getting out your vaccine card and they're mm -hmm. like, cool. Like I've done that twice and they haven't even looked at it. Yeah. Like I just like pulled out a receipt and they're like, all right, go. Oh, I'm so it's like the local liquor stores when I was in high school. Like, as long yeah. as you just show them a card, it doesn't matter if it's actually oh my a... God. Yeah. Or the, oh, this one liquor store in Oakland, would he serve, give me alcohol? I had braces on. <laughs> I was funny. like 14, 15 yeah. braces, glasses, and they were just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I have plenty of places that card me for alcohol, but never bug me about the mask. I'm like... <laughs> You know me. I shop here. Like, so, like I'm like I'm 27 years old. You don't need to flatter me. I know. Cold when cold. I was in high school, I had a drive-through liquor store in my hometown, and uh, like the guy obviously drive-through. Yeah, we had drive-throughs, and so like I hit the drive-through, and he uh, oh my he was like, because usually what you would do is just tell him you forgot your ID, and they would let you let you cruise. But I guess they were getting watched pretty carefully at that time, and uh, so I, I pulled through, and I was like. I forgot it. I left it at home. I was like, is it cool? He goes, look, I don't actually need your ID. Just hand me a, your library card or something so that it looks like I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at something on the for There's the camera. There's a camera right here, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's like, just show, give me literally anything so it yeah. looks like I checked your ID for the camera. I don't give a fuck what it is as long as it's roughly shaped like an ID. It's like, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I feel like very often I'll have somebody be like, mask, please, and I like reach into my pocket and I'll just walk off reaching into my pocket for a non-existent mask. <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah. at times I'll be like, mask please, I'll just kind of give them a thumbs up and I'll be like, okay, got it. And I'll walk away and I've never reached for one. And 
I actually right. had one guy chase yeah. me down because I wasn't wearing a mask. Like he was way over several aisles over at the store and he was like you have to be wearing a mask and i was just like waving like yeah sure. yeah, like, like, got it. yeah like i kept walking and doing my shopping and he comes like running up on me and then once he got close enough to see that i was carrying my 45 like right. as soon as he saw it he turned around and walked the other direction like really really quick like nice. i guess he decided it wasn't worth it to try to oh, force me to wear me a mask out of california <laughs> this is the most depressing conversation i'm sorry <laughs> Although I am like, so uh, I'm friends with some people who are in the Libertarian Party, like whatever of California, I don't whatever. And uh, Angela McArdle had done the, uh, the motion in LA to remove the mask mandate. So I talked to her because she knows I'm a lawyer. So she's like, oh, you know, you should do one up there because my county is one of the only ones in the Bay Area other than San Francisco that's enforcing vax and mask mandates. So we're... We're gonna to try to repeal the mask one, but right now I feel like the the vac should go first. But I yeah. don't know. It's I yeah. mean, it's it's ridiculous. The girl who gave me COVID two weeks ago had her fucking booster and everything. She not only gave it to me, she gave it to everyone who was at the dinner table with us for our Christmas party. And this bitch, triple vaccinated, had to go get a monoclonal antibody treatment. I was like fine after a couple days. <laughs> unvaccinated and she's not cool. like what a couple years older than me she's what a shape. like come on it's so stupid it doesn't make any goddamn sense so now that we see that there's a lot more information coming out that they're at least attempting to be public with where they're acknowledging hey a lot of this shit doesn't work uh, a lot of the people in the hospitals are vaccinated boosted tripled up whatever um do you think here at the beginning of a new year, much in the same way that people were a year ago where they were all hopeful that they were going to go fuck shit up in DC. Do you think, is there hope and is there any reason to be positive for this year? As far as like, is this shit going to end this year? Do you think, maybe is this the year where the it kind of dissolves? Wait, go ahead. I think maybe if we stormed, like, have you ever thought about doing that? Like, storming the <laughs> I feel like we could possibly get in. I don't know. Let's start with California. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, yeah, we don't have uh, like any gun rights here. I have a DUI and it's going to be impossible for me to get a permit with that because apparently if you drink alcohol, you're likely to commit a crime with a gun because that tracks. So, Holy Wait, shit. I, I drink a lot of alcohol and I'm way more likely to commit a crime with either my sword or my long sword or the battle axe or the machete. Like the gun is the last thing I'm going for after I've been drinking. I, I want to be creative. Yeah. Every time I've ever gotten so drunk, I injured myself. There was no gun involved. There were usually like unlevel sidewalks. <laughs> Those things are dangerous. That's all I know. There are, there are a lot of, there are like way too many pictures See, if I ever run for like a public office bigger than like something on a county level, uh, I'm going to have problems because there are way too many pictures of me like drunk off my ass running around with a sword and, and <laughs> like not not like a little short sword, like the the big one over there in the corner. Like, uh... Wait, were you the one who did the somebody did who did the, the blowjob versus sword poll? <laughs> that was you. Yeah, that was, was Justin. <laughs> I thought Sori would have won. It's amazing what the fuck takes off on Twitter. Every look, now and then, I'm just, I'm so look, pleasantly I got, surprised. I got a sword. 
I didn't say that's what I wanted. Does <laughs> a machete count as a sword? Uh, it can. Wouldn't it? Look, this makes twice that I pulled this thing out this week, but here we go. Damn! That's no, dope. actually, I got the. I played with the. I played with the axe yesterday. Today, I'm playing with the sword. So anyway, that's what I got. I mean, I'm not. So why don't I'm we not, take that and we go storm the capital? Yes, like I'm not unhappy with this. Like the this is a good gift. Like I'm. I'm not. I'm not disappointed. Did your wife get you that? Yes. That's a great gift. Yes, I, I agree. Your wife is I'm not, like I'm not saying that I don't like it. I'm just saying, like it was option number two. <laughs> is a blowjob really a gift? So, swords are temporary, blowjobs are forever. That's what Justin's trying to say. I get it. I get it. I don't get it. Is it really a gift for a blowjob? I begin no. say I I begin making a very important point and I was on mute, so I must repeat my point. But is that not okay, I think it's just not a nor it's just one of those things where is it really true that you stop getting them once you get married? A blowjob is just a part of foreplay. There is no sex without a blowjob. What are you guys talking about? A blowjob happens saying. every time you fuck. Like oh, yeah, I'm not saying it. You mean you don't want to completion? The frequency went like way down. Is it that you want it to completion? That would be nice. Okay. <laughs> All right, because this is making a little more yeah. sense. If you're meeting like, the right girl, a blowjob is no different than a handshake. It's just, you know. Yeah, no, no, no but like, I, I, that's the point that I'm trying to make. Like, I hear men talking about the blowjob, like it's some special thing. I'm like, wait, how do you have sex without a blowjob? Like, it's just one of those things. Like, it, it's like kissing before sex. Like, well, it, it happens. Masha, dudes get hard on pretty that. easily. <laughs> no. I'm not saying I... Like... I'm the queen of blowjobs, yeah. but I'm just saying but it does not take much. But all girls think they're the queens of blowjobs. Oh, but I, I have multiple watch. sources. I'm just but, girls, say but girls like, that take blowjobs away are insurrectionists. That's all I'm fucking saying. But like, I do think, like, I think Why that every storm the capital lives, yeah. with blowjobs. But I think I that down on my knees in front of like that's how Kamala got there. So yeah, yeah, because like all men are like that was amazing, baby. Right, but like no, that's gonna be that's like a C minus, right? So I do feel like all the girls think they're the queens of blowjobs because all men are like, "This is so nice." Masha, I'll give you right. a blowjob right now. I'm <laughs> right. Here's You're the questioning thing. my pride right now. <laughs> a C minus blowjob yeah. is better than no blowjob, right? So... But. But your option is none. Feel like we're above average, and every person thinks they're above average, right? Or uh, like I, you know, like I think that every chick, if you ask her, "Are you good at blowjobs?" she'll say yes because men have said nice things. So it's like, yeah, you're giving them a blowjob. You're gonna say nice things. Well, I mean, obviously, if your dick is in somebody else's mouth, you're gonna say nice things. Like, yeah, not, right. Nobody's so, that dumb. So I would like, assume nobody's right, that dumb. Yeah. I mean, I'm a really big fan of biting. You know, I use a lot of teeth. I'm kidding. Hey, most most people are <laughs> average. A little t- a little most t- people are like if you're using just the law yeah. of like the definition yeah. of words, most people are mediocre. And even a mediocre can bring about world peace. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But but on average, everybody thinks they're above average. Well, of Which course, because if you don't, can you would you hook up with somebody or have sex with somebody who thought they were less than average? Because they're gonna be so awkward. Yeah, I mean, like, I you need a little confidence and going I'm like, in there. Let me, I let think me that I'm less than average, you, like... but I make up for it with enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, well, like if I walk into the room and I'm whatever like, it takes, I'm a below yeah. average. There lady. is something like, to like looking at. Are you going to be down for it? Like, 
there is something to hooking up with a guy who is like really stoked to like it's surprised he pulled you they like work really hard and isn't that what guys say about fat girls well like i wasn't gonna say it so so i've like okay i'll just go ahead and come out say it because she's not on facebook anyway one of the best experiences i've ever had was a teeny tiny little thing that was out of south africa she wasn't American at all. And I guess she just felt like she needed to like, you know, represent her entire country. Maybe. I don't know, but I was impressed. Um, I didn't have to do hardly anything, but then before her, I dated a chick, uh, surprisingly also from Boston, but she was a model at the time. She was like an Oakley model or some shit. So she says, and I bought it because I was young and stupid and horny. And she was the worst lay I've ever had because she was so hot. She had never, ever had to work at anything. So she was just dead fishville. Like, here it is. You should be so grateful that I'm even opening myself to you. And I'm just like, ugh, ugh, this sucks. (laughs) Like, you're less than mediocre. Like, (laughs) somehow you were making my dick soft. And I don't even know how this is possible. That's totally a thing. Yeah. 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 Now it you have to act like you want to be there. And so you have to have a little confidence in that what you're going to end up bringing to the table is going to but be at memorable times, at least. Low confidence can lead to increased enthusiasm and if they're open, like, jobs that, you know like if they're right, open like, to learning or be yeah. like hey you want to maybe put your put your hips like this or your shoulder back yeah. like that. Then it's like cool, you're not so confident that you think you know that the only way to yeah. get it done. Um, yeah. it's all about just kind of being like, fuck it. Let's see what's happened. Let's see what happens. Um, what are you bringing to the table? And I'll show you what I got. And if we collide in the middle, uh, just as long as it's not a train wreck, it's yeah. better, better than not. I could just say when a guy feels like he's lucky to be there, he pulls out all the fucking subs. <laughs> so you should I'll have to your take men. your word for it. <laughs> you should nag your men and make them feel less than you. And you'll just get it better. That's all I'm yeah. trying to say. So the first time I had sex with my boyfriend, I told him that was the best sex of my life. <laughs> so I feel like oh, I you did told him it was. I told him it was the best sex. The first time with my boyfriend and I had sex, which was our first date, like I told him that was the best sex of my life. <laughs> and it was, was it? yeah, right. But I feel like I pulled out the rug from under all of the nagging stuff. You took away all um, the yeah, negotiating you, negotiation chips. Totally I took away all the negotiation that, chips. Like, but you, like, gotta, you gotta save that one for a few months in. Like don't <laughs> throw that out there right off the bat. No, though. but 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 I do feel like so this is my sort of like anti-trad tangent. I do feel like there's something really freeing to throwing all of your negotiating chips away. Because then you are aware that the person is with you, not because you're holding on to a chip you're bound to give up, but because you've given up the chip and they still like you, right? And if the cost of having sex early is bearable enough, then that works. And if the cost of having sex early is not bearable enough, that's also totally fine. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell this story because she's asleep and she's not going to hear it and she never (laughs) listens to my show, so it's cool. Yeah. So, like, I was the perfect gentleman when we were dating, which we only dated for, like, uh, we got married, like, 
three and a half months after we met. Uh, wow. So it wasn't like it was a long courtship or anything. But like I was the perfect gentleman. And we we had really awkward sex one time. <laughs> and we're I'm 6'5". At the time, I was like 175, 180 pounds. And she's like six foot, 130 pounds. Like we are tall, skinny. Mm-hmm. We are human sticks. And so we had like the, the first time it was like this really awkward sex. And then after we got done, I was like, well, two sticks rubbing together and we managed to not burn the house down. Call it a success. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm amazed that she uh, continued to come visit That's with me. That's hilarious. But here we are, five, almost six years later, nice. happily still together. So, Ain't no better trophy. Ain't no better match than a bow-legged woman and an omni man. That's all I know. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. I it's think a- that the worst thing that my boyfriend has said during sex was not the thing that he said, but the thing that he didn't say. So I think I, I mentioned this before we, we began recording. I used to weigh a lot less than I do now. I'm 5'7". I used to weigh 118 pounds. Sad ass. That is small. Like 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 one eighteen is small for five seven. That's really and, skinny. And now I'm bigger than one eighteen. And so one time I worked out of her having sex and I asked him, Am I the fattest person you've ever fucked? Oh no. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> because I, I, I genuinely felt I'm the fattest person he's ever fucked. Okay, so are you looking and this is the dumbest question I've yeah. ever asked, but are you looking for an honest answer? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. And he says nothing, and he just keeps going. <laughs> Don't break stride. Don't make eye contact. Get to the Don't end of the drill. When you ask that during sex, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, shit. I Did, asked that. Asked was he able to? Was me. he able to maintain? Because yes. I would have probably yes. been like, no, oh, no, oh, no. He I gotta just go. Kept going. <laughs> And then at some point, like he's like he finishes, and I'm just bawling my eyes out, and oh, I no. walk out of the room. He's like, he's like, what happened? I'm like, I asked you if I was the fattest girl you fucked, and you said nothing, which which means I'm so fat that you couldn't even say it, right? Did he say he I had a well of a good time? You asked the question, like he was probably so locked in, he didn't know what happened. <laughs> Because ridiculous, like, dude. You are like twelve pounds. <laughs> like, I don't Do you know, know. Most guys have fucked a fat, like a really fat chick. I know. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I've... like most guys will tell you, like, yeah, I bagged a three hundred pounder. We did this, yeah. that, the well, other thing. I didn't yeah. have a scale with me, but my my <laughs> right. estimations. I'm a pretty good guesstimator. Yeah, and, but uh, I feel like that was the worst thing in our relationship so far that he has said during sex and it's the thing that he hasn't said like all i wanted to hear was yes or no (laughs) what if he had said yes what what if he had said yes i feel like if he said yes i would be like okay at least i'm aware and if you're still hard i'm appreciating it but the fact that he didn't say anything i'm like i must be so big that you're too afraid to tell it to me <laughs> no, I answered, but my my voice didn't make it over your bulbous ass. <laughs> no, but it's like I don't know. I I think that you don't want to ask questions where you're looking for honesty during sex. You just 
Yeah. The only part about honesty. The only part about honesty and sex is commands. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Harder, faster. Yeah. Yeah. Pull my hair. Those. That's the only point of honesty uh, that you want. Um, Questions should be just lie to me. Yeah. Oh my god. That just reminded me when I was in a certain phase of something that we were talking about before the show, I was hooking up with a guy and I don't know, is this, I don't, to this day, I don't know if it was a micro penis or just a really small penis. But at that point in my life, I was like, you know, I just probably lost my virginity like a few years before. And I had seen only baddies, you know, and this guy, and he, (laughs) I'm like, I just wanted the thing that he had Masha knows, and just mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking about. Yeah. So we're hooking up, and he just goes, "Is this the biggest you ever seen?" Oh, and I just go, "Hmm, yeah." And he goes, "You're lying. I know it's not." And I was like, "So why the fuck would you ask?" Especially with your little. He had, I mean, <laughs> yeah, pig in a Second. blanket. A pig in a blanket would have been nice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he asked me that. And he knew the answer was no. So I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? See, I've never asked anyone like, oh, was that the best you ever had? I just think that like any other, um, well, like, well, this is going to sound bad. But like any other business, if I have repeat customers, then they must like what they're getting. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care. I'm not giving them a customer survey. No, sometimes there's a beauty in a one night stand. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What what sucks in a one night stand is if it's really, really, really good. Yeah. Because then you're like, God damn it. Like, imagine if I, if the first time I had sex with my boyfriend, if that was the last time and I said it to him and to myself, that was the best sex I ever had. Right. And then what was like. This is the best sex I only had, and I've only said that to two other people. <laughs> right? No, but like I would have to be, I would have to be a lot more cognizant of it the next time I say it, and wonder do I really mean it? You know, because if you say that out loud, even if that person never sees you again, and you, it's it's not like everybody else in the future knows you said that, but you know you said that. Yeah. Well, I think everything's also a sliding scale. Yeah. Because it's like. You know, where are you at when you were with this person? You know, if because sex is very different when you're 24 versus 34 versus um, I would imagine 44. And I don't think that you're I don't think there's somebody in their 40s that are going, I'm finally having the best sex of my life. And 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 all the way before that, they hit their best sex of their life at different moments along the way. And so. I've been with girls where I'm like, you're definitely a much more pleasurable experience aka the best sex i've ever had but if i were to say that it would open up the door to a question of well how many people are you comparing me to yeah and then the insecurity rolls in and then dicks get soft and i go home (laughs) and it's like why i don't have these conversations uh at all i would never ask that question yeah i I would never ask that question either no and if a girl told me that i would have automatically just imagined that they're lying to me Oh, yeah. I've said that before lying a million times. I lie during sex all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, look, we're going to play a little make-believe. You're going to think I I'm awesome. I hope my current dude that I'm having sex with isn't watching. You are the best <laughs> sex I've ever had, by the way. Yeah. We're, we're going to play a little uh, uh, vulnerable make-believe. You're going to be the best. 
I'm going to be the best. We're going to be the best together for this moment. And then uh, if I suck, I don't want to know. And, you know, we'll just keep it moving. I said it in a hyper autistic, hyper enthusiastic way. <laughs> well, sometimes you just got to let things out. I think that some things are known without yeah. words. I yeah. think that there's many other signals that can be given where the message gets through pretty bluntly. Uh, where no, The best thing is to, to know after it's all done that there aren't any questions that need to be asked yeah. or answered. But see, that's the, oper- or that's the occasion where I, I just look her dead in the eye and I'm like, so, how was it for you? <laughs> oh, shit. God damn, Justin. <laughs> you do do the qu- customer review. It's like, I don't know. Are you talking three stars? Is this a four-star night? What are we talking no, about? No, I, I ask it in a completely, like, just deadpan, like, stare straight in the eye. Like, so. <laughs> Please tell me you light you? a cigarette. Like, <laughs> and you're just like, so. Just, I do it just to make it awkward. I'm not, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my style. I don't know. I'm yeah. a I'm a weirdo. So, so I gotta speaking on that. Is laughter in the bedroom a good thing? Bad thing? Uh, Depends on how it happens. There's yeah. a point where it goes from being good to like not being able to finish. <laughs> <laughs> it goes everywhere if I'm laughing. Sorry, there's, I got no control. It depends. Like, is it like a fun laughter? Am I laughing at you? Are you laughing at me? Like, how is this happening? Laughing together, obviously. If we're laughing, yeah, then that's fine. Like, if you're laughing at him, then probably it's not going well for either of you. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told before. I've been told before. No no laughing. No laughing in the bedroom. And I'm like, oh, well, now we got to be extra serious. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know, man. If something fucking happens, I laugh at it. It's uh, got to be all business. You got to put your business face on. Sometimes guys, when they're trying to talk dirty, say really funny shit. Like (laughs) they'll say like, have you ever had a guy say like, he'll be like, he will, he'll say something like, I want to lick your cock because he means like, I want to lick your pussy and slash put my cock in you. So he'll say like, I will lick your cock or like something goofy like that. And then I laugh at that. If someone I mean, told me once he was like, "You smell so good," or something, <laughs> and I think he meant to say taste. I don't remember what it was. Oh no, he said smell, but it was like he was like up here. I don't remember. It was something weird. Were you wearing it, some perfume? Like no, but it was like it was clearly not what he meant to say. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but yeah, and I was just like, yeah, and stay away from names. Don't name names in the bedroom, and the off chance that you get it wrong, that is a fucking death knell. Uh, I've only said names once or twice and it was actually by, like, it just came out. Yeah. I keep yeah. that shit on lock. I'm like, I I don't even know your name right now. <laughs> if you ask me what your name is, I'm going to fail it because I've dumped that memory bank. We're just so in the moment, I can't remember your name. <laughs> I'm so enthralled, baby. I just yeah. don't know words anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, that's how January 6th felt to me. And Yes, January 6th was an awkward fuck. I think both parties left very unsatisfied. It was um, exciting in the beginning. Yeah, it was a big build-up. It, it was a big edging expose. It was like, oh, we're about to do it. We're about to do it. They got inside. Yeah, they walked. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they piddled around. They couldn't find what they were looking for. 
Were, and then at the end, nobody like was really sure freshman. what to do about leaving, and it just kind of awkwardly fizzled out. And yeah, it was the girl that they five had, people died after. It was, it was the girl. Yeah, <laughs> it was the girl that they stared at from across the way for like all year. They had the opportunity to finally enter it, and then once they got in there, they freaked out and they're like, "Uh, <laughs> I think I better go home." And then they got arrested. <laughs> yeah. So did anybody watch like the day's transaction or it, transaction? <laughs> Obviously, I had too many of these. Ooh. Uh, nice. And I if, had one earlier, too. If you would have asked me, I thought you were drinking the same glass. <laughs> well, they all look the same. That's the that's the trick is they all look the same. So, ah, so, so you're I drinking drink, dark liquor, eh? Uh, and I drink out of each of them uh individually that way i'm taking them down about the same level so it always looks like i just have the same glass and so yeah that's perfect podcasting i'm gonna pour myself a shot so i'll be back i'm a i'm a professional like i'm a professional alcoholic y'all don't even know um i was a legit alcoholic for a while but that's you know yeah so uh, my best sex stories were you know I ca- probably can't remember them anymore because that was so fucked up. <laughs> but I used to drink a lot. Let's just say that. Uh, so did yeah. either of you watch like the the January sixth stuff all the way to the end? Like when yes. the no. So the 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 National Guard like finally shows up at like eight o'clock that night, and they start pushing out and like creating this like barrier, and they just progressively push further and further out until they finally run everybody off. But it's like, like when were... it's like when the dad comes home and he's like, "I'm walking you off the premises, dude. You've had you've had a long day." Yeah, pretty much. And like there were stragglers. There wasn't. It, it's not like they were getting any resistance. Like there were just a bunch of stragglers like hanging out. And so they just keep pushing progressively further and further out until they finally just run everybody off. And and like there were even some like independent journalists and stuff that were hanging out. And they're like, "Okay, well, it's getting to the point where we're probably going to have to leave because they're going to run us off." It's like, so, hey, hey. So Where was, it was Trump while all of this was happening? Uh, he was in the Rose Garden making videos about, I love you, I I respect you, but it's time to go home. Um, I'm And I do a shitty Trump. Like, if I was ever banging a girl and she was like, do Trump, do Trump, I'd be like, you're going to be so let down. But um, no, he was releasing videos talking about... um. You know, uh, everybody, you just need to be careful. And uh, I love you and I respect you and you're great. But uh, it's time to call it a day. <laughs> and he totally cucked out because uh, he never really meant what he said. And he let a lot of people down. And I think that's why. In which way? Uh, he could never back up the bullshit that he was preaching, even though I just found him hilarious. I felt sorry for the people that bought into him 100%. I felt just as bad for the people that bought into him 100% as I did the people that hated him 100%. It's, it's like impossible for me to believe that. I mean, I know that they did, but I can't wrap my brain around the idea that people actually like believed him 100% because he was so fucking funny. Like, yeah. I'm like, it, it was like a clown. Like, you didn't really. He, he, really let, think of that, he let people down on both sides because honestly he wasn't the, uh Hitler, so that was right, let down. Right. Mm. The right wanted him to be this savior, and the left needed him to be this actual Hitler, and he was neither. He no, was, it's not like 
from Dave Smith's thing where he's like, if he's anything less than Hitler, I'm going to be like, God did a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. If he's anything less than Hitler, he's a letdown, basically. Yeah. Like, I was sold false promises. That's all I know. Hey, I was told we were going to have World War Three, rampant misogyny, and, uh, like, race wars. And none of this happened. Uh, like, well, you're a straight white I have a whole, man. I have a whole weapons collection ready to go for this, and nothing happened. I, like, I've wasted all That's of That's your money. privilege talk. No, I swear to God. Like, I actually said on Twitter that I was like, you know, nothing's happened. And people were like, oh, that's because you don't know what's happened. I'm like, well, can you tell me what has happened? And they're like, I walk around in fear every day. And I'm like, can you tell me what's happened outside of your psychosis? This entire drawer is just full of, full of ammo and <laughs> nothing to do with it. Like, I'm just, I'm just staring at like $3,000 worth of ammo and nothing happened. Like, I what hope our feds are enjoying this conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have... Uh, Hello, Dimitri. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, Carlos. Um, sorry, I haven't called you back. Uh, but don't worry, there's no ammo within arm's reach. And my Trump Kaczynski hat is upstairs in my closet. I, otherwise, I'd get it and we'd have a little. Uh, <laughs> You'd be I'd be able. I'd match. <laughs> you should have known Trump Kaczynski hat was going to be like a, a requirement for the show. I don't know why you even bother coming on my show without that. You know, when you make a good point, you make a good point. <laughs> he's gonna go get it. Just lives here for podcasts. Uh, I wish I had that hat. Damn. By the way, so I I was saying before it was such a pain. I mentioned to my aunt and my mom on the phone because like, well, what's that getting you for Christmas? I'm like, well, he's getting me this hat. It's by a man named Top Lobster. He's like, why is the name Top Lobster? What does he have to do with lobsters? Well, it's a hat that says Trump Kaczynski. Well, who's Kaczynski? Well, he's a terrorist that sends people bombs in the mail. Like, well, why are you wearing it, right? But to Ted's family, like, oh, that's funny. Okay, whatever, you weirdos, right? But I'm so glad I didn't have to explain to my boyfriend's family what this hat meant at <laughs> length, right? Okay, so at uh, I had started rereading the Communist Manifesto. Mm-hmm. My uh, my wife got into, was it? Nice. <laughs> nice. Was it? uh what was the the crime drama show that like the first season went into the Unabomber? I can't uh, Manhunt, Manhunt. So she was watching Manhunt, and it was the first season of Manhunt was about the Unabomber. So I started rereading the Communist Manifesto or the uh, the Unabomber Manifesto. I, I've mm-hmm. read the Communist Manifesto a handful yeah. of times as well, but uh, so I I handed it to her and I was like, just read like the first two pages. And she was like, holy shit. So I was in the process of rereading it around the time that uh, her grandmother passed. So like I'm at the funeral home, sitting in the back of the of the funeral home, re- re- reading through it. And uh, I was like, your, your dad and family is probably going to think I'm like batshit crazy. She said, no, my dad listens to your podcast. And uh, at first he thought you might be a little bit out there. But now he says you've pretty much gotten everything right. So he thinks you're on to something. Like, okay, that's fair enough. Hi, wife's dad. <laughs> Let me find something for you. So I feel like as much of activism, quote unquote, as I've done coming out to protest with signs saying pirates have addresses, I will find the best activism that I have done. And it's related. I'm not, um, I mean, listen, when January 6th happened, I'm pretty sure the only thing I tweeted that day was 
there's nothing gayer than going to a protest. So the fact that you've done activism before makes me think you're a little gay. I, I, I do think 100% agree. 100% okay. agree. Okay, this Although is the best you activism it. I do. I post this on places. Do you know what it leads to? <laughs> I can't read it. Says industrial, industrial society. Where to? And then there's some Russian know, words at the top. Do you know where the QR code leads? Where? Uncle oh. Teddy's manifesto. There you go. So I walk around Boston posting QR codes leading to Uncle Teddy's manifesto, and that's the best <laughs> activism I do. Right? That's much better than showing up to a protest with a sign saying Tarzan addresses, right? Because if like if you get a bunch of lefties to be like climate, industrial revolution, where to Uncle Teddy, then my mission is accomplished. Okay. So honestly, that's I take the best it back. That's I pretty do. that's pretty heterosexual. Yeah. yeah, that's right. pretty straight, and, and that makes me smile because I walk around my neighborhood and I see all of the Uncle Teddy QR codes I put up. I'm like, okay, I'm all good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, cheers to the hat. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, Psycho. I cheer with the rum. I should have begun drinking on the sixth, but I'll get more rum, I guess. Yeah, because I'm not sure. I think that bottle has. I'm not sure if that bottle has more than 12 shots or not. I've never had 12 shots, so I don't know. I was just going to say, like, this is what I don't like about some of these, like, little scandals that happen. It's like, it's it's clearly people who have not lived in the real world much. Like, when I was a drinker, I was taking down 12 shots many times. Like, the first time I ever did a shot contest, I did end up throwing up that night. But I took 13 straight shots of vodka. Uh, and that's when I was like 16. So the I wow. like I would I could take tell shots and consent to sex. So Masha, I don't know about yeah. you. You probably could not. I don't, but but at the same time, I feel like I judge myself very harshly in terms of consent because I think that women are treated as children way too often. And I look, I have blacked out before sex. And I would still say I have consented because I was, I consented having more alcohol and, and there was nobody forcing me and that was me, right? So I, I, I take a very hard line on this because I feel like I would much rather be treated as a, if I have agency and would rather much rather own up my own like silly decisions to myself than to somebody else but right like i i i i've i've had sex i don't remember but i would still say i've consented to it because i consented to drinking more and if i think back i feel like sober me would have said yes i don't remember drunk me saying yes but drunk me said yes i think around fine you know like so like so much of this i feel like is hindsight and i don't think it's the the considering the drinking more that that manufacturers can that that results in the consent what results in the consent is this has got to be a two-way street if drunk you is saying yes how is the other person some of us drink a lot again i've been sober for three and a half years and some of us drink a lot and appear normal so how would somebody know 
if yeah. I'm walking, talking, upright, yeah. not glassy-eyed, and I'm saying yes, how is that person supposed to know that I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing? Yeah, right. Well, uh, well, and why is it just alcohol? There's other yeah. things that can uh, make you black out or uh, make questionable calls. What about all the people that, uh, you know, are are heathens and then, you know, find Jesus at 38 and then now they're like, I would have never consented to anything I've yeah. ever done before now. Yeah. So now everything prior to that is now rape. Like, yeah. where's the delineation? I think well, that's, that's why what, everybody knows that it's kind of right? bullshit. Which is what partially- if, what if I took 12 shots, didn't actually like say the words yes. I was passed out and the guy fucked me and I was still like the next day I was cool with it. That's actually probably more rapey than most of the other scenarios, but it all depends on how I feel the next day. That's not really cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think a crime if should I be committed decide- because you're having a bad day. But no, yeah. it, it's, the fact is that the only thing that changes is my perception of it. If you steal from my car, it doesn't matter whether I feel like you should, yeah, except for the fact of like pressing charges, I guess. But like something happened, whatever. But it it all depends on the whim of my feelings about it. Yeah, and that's and not like, really right. It, and it shouldn't be this way. And I feel like I get on such a horse about it because as a woman, I would like all of my past and future male partners to feel comfortable fucking me without worrying that I'm gonna ruin their lives later. Right? Like 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 if you know like Yeah, nobody's I, 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 nobody's mid stroke going, yeah. Oh, ruin my life, ruin my life, bitch. Come no. on. Woohoo. No, but, but what I've like, been looking for. Right, but like it's like so this is where I kind of tread the line between trad and casual is that even for like one night stuff, I still think it's a special bond with another human being. And I would never want any human being, past or present, to have fucked me and think like, oh, she can use this against me later. Or if I upset her, I will be charged with rape and abuse or whatever. You know, like I, like I am one of two in a special bond, no matter how short-lived it is. And as somebody whom society, for some reason, gives a lot more power to, I don't want to abuse that power, and I want to speak up against the abuse of that power. You know, like it, it's like. Which is why I'll say, like, I have consented to stuff I don't remember consenting to. And and it's not anybody's fault. It's just, like, sometimes you drink too much, and then you talk about it in the morning. And things work out fine if you're both adults, and you're not looking for a scapegoat. You know, like, it's just... Well, and also, I've done things um, sober that I consented to that I know. the next day I regretted. I know, right? I, I so feel the like the substance isn't yeah. the issue. It's it's I think it's like we just need to find another way to make somebody have recourse against something that they regret. And I'm yeah. just like, fuck off. Yeah. I mean if we're I have plenty of shit sober, you know? Yeah, rape I is have... bad enough that we don't need to find different ways to have like diet rape. Yeah. Well I will say though, I mean like a lot of people are like, oh, if there was no physical force, it wasn't rape. That's not true. You can that's, absolutely... what I'm, that's me, yeah. though. I'm sorry. But I, 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 I totally <laughs> disagree with that. Yeah. If I'm passed out, 
and you're prying my legs open and I'm asleep. That's a fucking rape. You know, but that, but that still feels like physical force, you know, like, so like, okay. I got in well, a lot of trouble I, on Twitter when I said that, but like, it's, it's like, right. Like, like, I think the difference is, is like, are you doing stuff like, Oh, get off me. Oh no. Okay. No, 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 right. No. Like, like that's one thing. Whereas like, if you're like, if you're unconscious and somebody's doing it, like, you know, like, Right, like I, I always, feel like 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 ninety nine point nine percent of men can agree not to like fuck girls that are not conscious. I feel like that. that sure, that's, there is also like a point though where like it's like you, not that you're unconscious, but like you can't really form words. I've been there before. Where yeah. I'm just like so drunk, I'm like the room is spinning, but I'm still conscious. Like that's not yeah. great. You probably, I think, you know, if I had a son, I would say, you know. Exercise yeah. good judgment. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If a girl's really drunk, take her home, sleep in the bed with her, and impress her by telling her that you didn't take advantage of her the night before, and then in the morning she'll give you morning sex. Yeah. Yeah, or like it, everything that you said, but wake up and make breakfast. Yeah. And oh if God. you don't get a blowy, then start asking for swords. Everyone knows this. <laughs> <laughs> That should be the title of the episode. If you don't get a blowy, begin asking for swords. <laughs> that, Great you know, idea. I've been making, I've been making like show notes. Just, <laughs> so yeah. when do the swords come out? That that's the title. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! But if you, uh, uh, I don't know what I was gonna say. Fuck it, forget. I've always been enamored with the people that are capable of garnering so much hatred or attention on Twitter. I'm incapable of garnering any of it because I don't care. Um, I block too many people. Yeah. I, I, don't, garner a lot I don't block hatred. anybody. But like, I don't block anybody either. I think that's, that's also my problem. Like, Masha, I know you don't know me from anybody, but we've, yeah. we've had fun in like fakertarian chats. Um, like when that cat person first came out. I think I said something like, I think this is a problem that uh, that uh, antifreeze will fix. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you like that? And that. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck yeah. Um, but I'm just always amazed that somehow like s- certain people are just picked out of like the group and it's like, this is persona non grata. This is enemy that we're going to... And I'm just like, but why? Like, I don't, I don't understand... Who, who would spend that much time uh, like going after you? I don't get it. Yeah, I, but but it, but it's usually people that are actually really similar to me, except for like two percent of things. But the other two percent of things we get fixated on, and then it's you know. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, I listen to the punk rock libertarian Patreon bonus portion. Oh, yeah, and oh. um, and you know, I'm I live in the land of uh, former Pete. You yeah. and uh, and I met I met him and Stacy back in June. They were extremely nice to me in person. I met them back in June as well. Were you at Forkfest? No, it was at a brewery oh. here in Atlanta. Oh, okay, cool. And um, and I put personal experiences above Twitter. I put them above Twitter too until she messaged me saying like, "Does your boyfriend know what you did at Forkfest?" And then she messaged me like, "I knew when I first saw you that you were a victim of abuse, and I want to try to help you." Yeah. I'm like, okay, you could smell the abuse of on me, great on you, Stacy, right? And I messaged <laughs> to Pete. What a psycho! 
I messaged that to Pete and he blocked me like, okay, well, right. But I, I feel like, right, I thought that she was wonderful in person. I thought Pete was wonderful in person. Pete was the one who turned me from a libertarian into an anarchist. I credit him that. I, it, it was super sad for that to happen. And I feel like the saddest part was that I always viewed Pete as somebody that would, like, actually enact the trad stuff that he's been preaching, right? Is that be a man that leads your household. If your woman is acting psycho and doxing people on the timeline, that's on you. On Christmas. And that makes me so sad is because I thought he... Christmas is the most trad holiday. Am I wrong? No, but but it's like, like... Look, if if hey, I Christmas am is out the day for liberty drama, all right. That's like that's when the whole community goes fucking nuts. We gotta have uh, Christmas is the day for liberty insurrection. Apparently, yeah, right. We gotta have Mises but, Caucus vice chair drama and doxing. Oh my god, I even forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah, but <laughs> well, that's the saddest thing. If if you like, look, if I am out tratting you, you're in trouble. Like I should not be out tratting anybody, right? But it's like. You're the man of the house. Yeah. If somebody says, hey, your fiance's act- acting unhinged, what's up with that? And you're like, how dare you ask me instead of her? What does it say about you? She's her own woman. Oh, my God. How dare you? I'm like, who wears the pants? And, and that, to me, is, like, so sad because I could never I – thought, I thought so highly of Pete. I thought, like, you out of all men would be the man that leads your household. And you're not. And that makes me so sad. And then a few fiance who was super nice to me before was like, Do you, does, does your boyfriend know what you did at podcast? I know you're a victim of domestic abuse because I saw it on you. Yeah. I saw those That's screenshots. really psychotic. That, well, that's really psychotic. I'm like, okay, I'm glad no, you like, know he beats me. All, let's say I was. Are you yeah. are you proud of it? Yeah, like are <laughs> are you proud of it? Are, are yeah. you happy that I was abused and that you could smell it on me? That's great. Well, as a casual observer, yeah. like I said, yeah. I, I love Twitter for the voyeurism. Um, yeah. And I love the community that I follow. Um, I'm not clever enough to be uh, an active participant as much as everyone else seems to be. I don't like fucking L. I, I see people like just tweeting and I'm like, I don't think they ever go to sleep. But as a casual observer, like Ace, Ace never goes to sleep. I'm sure Ace never goes to sleep. <laughs> well, it's like it's bothersome, and I know that it's like I'm not involved, so I'm not even trying to like put myself in your shoes whatsoever or compare anything. But it's like it's it's like super bothersome to be someone who enjoys everyone that's involved yeah. uh, to a degree. Like if if you had to put me on a uh, choose Pete or Stacy, it's like yeah, Pete all day, but. But they're, super, but they're the same team because he's defending her actions. So why well, cor- choose? Well, correct. So, but then it's, he super, came, it, it's super bothersome. Did he, he didn't. It's super bothersome later and like apologized to everybody that he like had kind of snapped on. I was like, look. But he was saying like, he was I'm, saying like, like how I'm dare you ask me as opposed to her, right? Like, I don't know. I, I think you're in the man of your household. Sorry, Pete. No, that is weird, but that was weak. But didn't he end ultimately say that he did not agree with what she did? Yes, yeah, he too, did. You fucking late. <laughs> like, true, yeah. I, I am sorry. Like, are, are you the trad hoppy and that you claim to be, or are you just a cuck? So, I don't yeah, know, but I hope I that the drama that continues because it's awesome to, to view it and not be yeah. involved. I'm a messy bitch, but I don't like to yeah. get into it. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I stayed out of the whole thing because. 
I've interviewed Pete and I have a good relationship with Pete. I've done interviews with Stacy for my show and for her show. And I thought I had a good relationship with Stacy. And then, so like when all of that happened, she, she had sent me a message and said, Hey, uh, uh, we need to talk. I was like, okay, cool. And then she sent me like some screenshots of a bunch of stuff and it was all like old stuff. And like, I remember when it had first happened back earlier in the year and then it all kind of passed. So I was like, like, I didn't understand the validity of it at the time. So I just stayed out of it. Like I thought this had all come and gone. So I stayed out of it. And then everything like went batshit fucking crazy. And then I got blocked. Well, who went batshit fucking crazy? <laughs> okay, how about we, as, as we say, everything went, went bat fucking shit crazy. How about you say who went batshit fucking crazy? Well, and that's why I said if if um, if the decision was between Pete or Stacy, I'm on team Pete. Okay, but again, but when but when if, there's if but when there's Rock Birdian or lady did this, we'd yeah, be like, and oh, that's why you do your thing, you girl, and, girl. And that's why like, I'm saying, would you say would you say that? Like, if your girlfriend or wife was doing that, we'd be like, oh, she's her own person, whatever. Or would you be like, hey, I wear the pants around here. Stop this shit. Oh yeah, no, I like I would not react the way that I thought it was being reacted to. If your Twitter. girlfriend had entered your friend circle, began to dox your friend circle, and began doing this shit, would you say, oh, you girl, girl, you're your own woman, and if he asked me, they're sexist. Like, no, I would have broken it down financially and said, what the fuck are you doing to us? We're never going to financially recover. Um, I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> you need to knock no, this shit no, off. It's, I, it's bad I, business. Like, I don't care how much you think you're on a crusade to stop kevin hobby from the thing he did uh, that nobody gives a fuck about i was None i of was them. accused of abusing abuse victims <laughs> i know the whole thing Why is she, super gay. that bitch has nothing to do with whatever the fuck happened no most of us I, would not know who the fuck kevin hobby was had this not no. been continually yeah. brought up yeah. if you never really, heard of him if never you heard really really supported his victim you would shut the fuck up and keep it off the internet it's yeah. so dumb. It's such. It's just people trying to virtue signal, and I don't know. Not or somebody was bored that day. I don't know, but that was a waste of everyone's fucking time. Although I did enjoy watching it happen. <laughs> so then, imagine if your wife or girlfriend does this. Do you say, "Oh, you guys are sexist"? If you bring it up to my attention, she's her own woman. Why don't you bring it up with her? Right? Like, would you do this, especially if you were preaching a trad hobby and lifestyle? No, I'm. See, and that's the thing is, I'm also Team Masha, and this is yeah. what I was saying is like, it's super bothersome to be someone that like loves everybody that's involved. Um, I, some more I, than others. I really respected, and then it was it just made like me so Ugh. sad because yeah. I feel like Pete was one of the most masculine people I thought was in the space. He was the one that turned me around to this movement, and then I see him just being a cuck. I'm like, what happened? I thought you were you, the you well, that I thought you were. Crazy pussy can be good pussy, so. I guess Who if you're a 40-year-old kind of divorced you remember, you remember that, lawyer pussy, you me, that you're fucking crazy and amazing. You remember I that South African like, I mentioned a while ago? Um, crazy pussy. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I think if my if I did, I would never do such a thing. But if I did such a thing and my dude came to me and was like, what the fuck? I would be like, 
okay, I'm going to delete it. I wouldn't be like, I'm my own person. And I'm like, I'm an asshole. Like, you know, I'm a loud mouth. I would, in a lot of situations, be like, I'm my own person. But in that situation, I'd be like, shit, you're right. What is doxing someone to get me? This is stupid. I hate myself. Like, I I don't understand. Like, what she got from doing that, who knows? Well, like, initially, when I saw the notification come down that she released a 14-second video of Jose saying uh, it's okay to hit women, I was like, what the fuck is this retard shit? Like, no, that's not what he said. You can immediately watch what he said uh, for the next two to six minutes. Right, like, so as the guy who makes clips for, like, every show in the Liberty Sphere, (laughs) if it's less than a minute and a half, you are missing context. And I go out of my way to make too. sure that yeah. when I put together a clip that yeah. I capture enough of the context that you understand what they're talking about in its entirety. Like, there's no way I'm going to put together a clip where you just hear a soundbite that either makes them sound really good or really bad. Like, you're going to hear enough of an explanation of what they're saying either before they say it or after they say it. So I got a question, Justin. Where it comes from. I got a question, Justin. When you make clips, do you wait five months? To make a clip or do you because the whole thing was so fucking retarded i remember when reed and jose had yeah. that episode five plus months ago and at the time i was like i don't know who's involved i don't care some yeah. some girlfriend uh got pushed up against the wall so, so the only time that I have if you got pushed up against clip, the wall, it means somebody had tortured you for months, right? The only That's time I pulled means. a clip that was older than a couple days was when Biden's campaign was really ramping up, and and now I, I can't remember what her name is, but the chick who had said that he had molested her Terry. was coming back out and talking about it, and John Odermatt had interviewed her several years ago on finding freedom. So I go back and pull clips from the original interview from like 2014 or 2015, like forever ago. Yeah. That's the only time that I've gone back and pulled old clips, but you know, it was, you know, because it was relevant at the time. Like it wasn't something that was just out of the blue. Like I'm pulling, pulling, but you know what I'm, you know, the point I'm making either. She didn't, she wasn't aware of it when it was new or she waited until she thought it was advantageous Either way, it's it's that's when I would have said, what the fuck are you doing? What is your goal here? No one's talking about this anymore. Who is the one that is now pushing this back into the fucking limelight? Because let's and be then honest. It's like you're abusing Ashley. So she, she kept messaging me saying you're abusing Ashley. I'm like, well, you're accusing me of blackmailing her. So I'm going to speak up. What was your up. involvement in it other than her just saying but, that shit to you? But people were saying you're blackmailing Ashley. And then when I say I'm not blaming, I'm not blackmailing Ashley. Well, you're abusing Ashley by not saying but, you're blackmailing. No, no, for real though. Like, but what, how did you even get involved? See, when all this stuff, like she said, because, me this whole because thing I said about something Ashley and talking about too. Ashley and I'm yeah. like, I don't um, even know who the fuck Ashley is. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I only like, barely like, know who Kevin every is. Every tweet on the topic, I am abusing Ashley, and she was like, "I'll tell you what your, I'll tell your boyfriend what you did at Porkfest." Like, yeah, I got drunk. What did you okay. do at Porkfest? No, no. <laughs> this is the tell-all. 
right? And then, and then it's really something like we had an orgy in the gazebo, drowned cats and blackmailed abuse victims. Like, oh, you're abusing Ashley by mentioning abuse victims three. We all fucked like, on a 3D printing machine. It was amazing. Like, yes, who, who gives a fuck what happened? In the gazebo like, made by Ryan Lawrence of Kalamazoo. Yeah. yeah, was Ashley there and you were putting her head into a wall as yes, you were having the orgy? Yes, like, yes, you know, yes. Right. Did you give I've her never, 12 shots and force her to participate in the orgy? I've never seen one person's relationship become become everyone else's responsibility who gives a flying fuck about hobby and ashley fuck them both they both suck there i just feel like if you're trying to say they're both shitty people if you think that you're standing up for her you shouldn't be airing her shit yeah on the tl yeah and not have her being involved in it like does ashley know i don't know who actually Well, like I don't know who Ashley is, yeah, but yeah. It, it was Ashley involved in this? I did not, it, it did not appear that she was. I'm not yeah. sure who she is, but I didn't see one named Ashley being like, thanks, Stacey, for standing up to me. I don't know. I'm sure so, they're angels, but I wouldn't be surprised if they both sucked as individuals. That they both were toxic well, and look, with them the being thing. together, result, obviously it resulted in what happened. Okay, end of story. I don't care. Fuck them. Break up. This is, Go this is what else. I do for a living. I deal with a lot of domestic violence victims. Gotcha. There's rarely a perfect victim in the world. Oh. You will rarely find a situation where... Oh, somebody... fuck. You're abusing her now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I was accused of. However, yeah, just, that, again, yeah. would this never... This is abuse. You're abusing Ashley. <laughs> it would never justify... Masha, let's, ex, let's let's dox Meredith. But no, but however, how many answer. times have you been in a relationship and done some fucked up? Like, again, I'm sick of people trying to act like we aren't humans. Like, there's shit that I've done in relationships that if you completely took out contact and just put yeah. this thing, it would be like, damn, do she deserve to get whatever? I'm not saying, I don't know, again, anything about Ashley. Ashley, if you're out there, I'm very sorry for what you went through. It sounds horrendous. You're abusing Ashley, and you will be docs next. Okay? <laughs> I hope you're doing okay. And uh, well, I, I th- really... I think this is but a time... I'm just saying, like, but no, but to act like you're trying to get into people's relationship drama, yeah. you weren't there. You don't know what happened. And to act like, you know, I'm standing up for the victim when the victim's not there giving her a side is really stupid because, again... We don't know what happened. You don't know what you're but standing up for. it's not even a chance like anybody that the victim was involved in. It's against a podcaster that had refused to support the victim yeah. in an extent of claim. See, I who actually knows? really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, to be honest. See, right? who knows? Like, who knows? Like, it Maybe. was about Clint. Like, Clint is Oh, yeah, not I, I had no Ashley. idea how Clint was involved. I mean, yeah, honest, right? none of us know what we're talking about with this. And yeah. neither, neither does anybody who pretended that they knew what they were talking about. I don't about. actually, I'm, I good. don't even know why I, I just spoke about it. That was really. So who, I guess who, the moral of the knows? story is pick up your girl Zoloft and don't dox people. Who knows? The moral maybe... of the story is control your hole. God damn it. Yes. yes. Well, obviously. But who knows? Maybe Ashley asked Kevin if she was fat while they were fucking and he said yes. <laughs> and she raged on him, so he put her up against the wall. I don't That's I don't cool. co-sign that. I think <laughs> we can all relate. That's all I'm trying to say. We're a lot That's more alike. That's a wonderful wrap-up, and hope my boyfriend never hears this podcast. <laughs> the title of this episode is going to be, Am I Fat? <laughs> <laughs> Am I fat? Does this wall make you me know, fat? They actually do say in the court of law um, an omission 
when yeah. it, when what you've said to someone should elicit a response, it's called a statement against interest. That statement yeah. can be an omission. Like if I walked up to you in a store and was like, why did you kill Justin? And you didn't say anything, like you didn't deny it. That would be considered a statement against interest. And uh, so I think what your boyfriend was trying to say is, yes, you are the fans. Really <laughs> <laughs> and a mission by Ted. That's the yeah. Fuck the yeah. Which means your boyfriend has fucked some skinny bitches. He's got a brute <laughs> pelvis. I, he's got a brute pelvis. I can, I can attest to that. Skinny bitches are a danger. That's all I'm saying. They will bruise you. What is I that? would like to be a skinny bitch again. I could probably <laughs> claim abuse if I showed some of my pelvis after fucking a skinny bitch because it's <laughs> not a not a great sight. Not a great sight. But anyway, I'm not asking Twitter to come to my fucking rescue, though. That's some gay ass shit. You know what? We talked about January 6th way less than I thought we would, and that's kind of like perfect. I'm sorry. Yeah, we took over your fucking podcast and we had an insurrection. We're gonna we're going this direction. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, shit wait. on the desk. We are seditionists. I had to get that word in. God damn it, I gotta yeah. drink again. All right. Yeah, that's a double shot, by the way. Remember yeah. I said that that one's worth two. Uh, I would like to apologize. Actually, if you're out there, I don't know you. I don't know what I'm talking about. Ignore me. I'm on your side. Uh, This is a comedy podcast. Um, At least, at least this this square is a uh, this is a comedy podcast. This is all satire. Every I am episode. somewhat drunk, so I take no responsibility for yeah, actions whatsoever. I'm too drunk. I, I did not consent no to agency. anything tonight. <laughs> Every episode is an attempt at comedy. Whether or not yes. I succeed is up to the listener. <laughs> Have you ever seen that Patrice O'Neill thing where he's uh, on Fox News talking to a feminist? And uh, he's saying, like, you know, uh, funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same place. Uh, and she's like, they're like, well, how many funny jokes uh, are there about rape? And he's like, I don't know, a couple. Why don't you watch my special? <laughs> and then he also, you know, he he made her laugh at a joke about uh, the angry pirate. <laughs> you ejaculate yeah. in her eye and you kick her in the shin. She walks around like, Argh. Yeah, I, I think what everyone needs, regardless of what political ideology you have and is to uh, actively try to find a sense of humor. Stop taking everything so goddamn seriously. The insurrection was funny. Trump was funny. Hilarious. Um, and to fucking lighten the fuck up. Uh, you're going to be... shitting his pants is funny. Yeah, there's so much funny out there. There's a 100% guarantee that we're all going to be dead at some point. We don't have to make ourselves miserable on the fucking way. That's it. Oh my god, I feel like that's the perfect way to close the episode. Yeah. Cosine. Ready, well, cheers, guys, and happy new year, Bowie. Happy 2022. Happy right thank on. you everybody so much for joining me. Hopefully, yes, anybody thank you listening for having to us. this got a little bit of something out of it. And if yeah. nothing else, you We're sorry figured out not to, not to answer the question if you're asked, Am I fat during sex? Just <laughs> don't do that. it. Keep plowing through. <laughs> don't answer it. It's a trap. Hey, listen to ignore the and, and it listened to Ignore the Ramp podcast there. I had to get my plug in. All I was going to say is we need to stop the steal. I'll see you in D.C. on Thursday. <laughs> I love all of y'all. Y'all are awesome. Good night. Fuck Thank yeah. you so much. Bye. I'll beat her then. Bye. Bye.